I'm oddly attracted to black women a lot too. Yeah, because really? mostly because like I, I mean, it's gonna be a weird segue. This this is yeah. not how I expected. Well, this well show like to just go. you know, for traditionally black women are strong women. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, well, y- y'all are the reason why. <laughs> Facts. Yeah, yeah. Got to keep Facts. that in mind. You got to keep that in mind. You know, a horse is fast because you train a horse to be fast. A black woman is strong because y'all put through through the most shit. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Yeah, y'all put black women through more shit than uh, I think anybody else deserves. Uh, I don't know. He said Jesus Christ. This episode of Unlearning Me is not brought to you by your favorite language learning app, such as Duolingo, but it could be. It, it really could be. Guys, Duolingo is amazing, and if you don't take your lessons, no, nothing will happen to my fam- family, right? Duolingo, please, please. Guys, please, please use the app, please. I, I, I miss my kids. I miss my kids. All right, guys. Welcome to a next episode of Unloading Meat. I am Jared Ralphie Allen, the only stand-up comedian with white gravy with a little dash of pepper in his veins. Um, on the couch today, we have one of the co-founders of the Red Gothic Comedy Collective. Please welcome the one, the only, Thunderwolf. What's up, Thunderwolf? Oh, I've oh, never done that. That before. was clever. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, What's you, up, man? It's good to see you. Thanks Welcome for, to the show, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, this is a a super awesome spot. I, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy that you're in front of the Power Rangers so I can look at them and not. Yeah, <laughs> just joking. Just joking. <laughs> no, I'm super excited. Thanks for having me. Thanks, man. Um, I also wanted to point out I dress for the occasion for the guests. Oh, so yeah. because um, for those that don't know, I met this man at a uh, wedding roast. Or wedding reception slash roast of our good friends Castro and Joe Miller. Yep, yep. Shout out to Castro and Joe Miller. Release the fucking footage. Please, um, please do. Yeah, I, I I shot that shit in 4K, and I released it to them like three months ago. They still haven't put it out. Wow. Fuckers, put it out. Put it out. It's some Castro. good shit. But anyway, <laughs> if he can put out the rap battles, he can put, yeah, out, he, the, he can put out the reception. Word. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. But no. Um. I met you there, and we had a great time there. I think it was a hilarious time oh, roasting yeah. everybody. And I dress for the occasion because at that location, you decided to learn a specific language for me, right? I did. I did. I, I learned how to speak Huttese. Uh, uh I don't have retained so much of it now just because not so many people can speak it with me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I decided to be a total... Including this guy. I don't know it either, even <laughs> though I look like I do. Yeah, no. I told it, I decided to be a total slimo. Uh, that means... <laughs> I mean, slime ball. Yeah. So I decided to be a slime ball and learn uh, Huttese. Uh, I I don't think I've told you why I decided to roast you because for those who don't know, at the roast, I mostly focused all of my jokes specifically on the couple, yeah. Except for the one joke specifically for you, yeah. And it's not like it was a fat shaming joke or no. a fat hating joke, but it was because my profile picture on Facebook is Kobe Bryant, and when I messaged the group, you had said, "Oh, I thought Kobe Bryant had already been roasted." <laughs> I forgot about. And I take Kobe Bryant jokes very personal and was like, oh, I, and I didn't know Jared at the time. And we were in a group chat. Shit just got was, real. Yeah, Shit I just got like, real. Fuck him. I was like, yo, I'm about to roast the fuck out of him. So, yeah, that's Jared finding out that I only learned hut tees to roast him, specifically just him. 
uh, at a roast for other people uh, just because he made one Kobe Bryant joke. So future lesson for those out there, if you make a Kobe Bryant joke, I will go to the extent of the internet and practice. And, And this is all within one day, by the way. Like, I think Jared made the joke at like maybe like 12 o'clock that afternoon. By 12.30, I had knew how to say at least five things in Huttese. Yeah, so fun fact for you to know why I learned Huttese was just because you made a Kobe Bryant joke. Do you think whenever the helicopter crashed? Don't, it, don't do it. It splattered yellow Jesus and purple Christ. everywhere? No, it splattered uh, the, the lives of four people. Oh, I, I, okay. I, I cried when Kobe died. Like, I'm like a real Oh, so you're Kobe. saying his, his daughter wasn't a basketball fan? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jared, I'm not going to laugh at Kobe jokes. Like You are already on camera. <laughs> yes. It's, Welcome it's, to Unlonely Meat, where we make fun of dead people. Where Jared makes fun. Thunderwolf. <laughs> Thunderwolf is on the record letting everyone know I will never make a Kobe Bryant joke uh, ever. I uh, Through the when, magic of editing? No. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess you can AI voice it now. Yeah, I guess that's the point. You only need like 10 minutes of like my audio and now, bam, you can like, it's like every. Whatever. It's like every movie when there's a hostage, you go, keep him on the line for 10 minutes. Oh, no. <laughs> keep him talking. Keep him talking. No, uh, when uh, I coach speech and debate, so we used to use Kobe Bryant as our uh, team inspiration before the off season. Oh, like for state, regionals, districts, national stuff like that. Bef- uh, before you guys decided to chop it up, you're funny. Uh, <laughs> I mean, geez. you were debating. Touche, touche. Uh, what are you? What are you implying about? I wasn't talking. I wasn't. I wasn't referencing anything with Kobe Bryant and dying in a hel- nope, helicopter nope, crash. Nope. Why would I? Why would I? Why would you I make that tell, collection? I can tell Jared is not a sports fan. No wrestling. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Who's your? Do you, do you make Crispin Wall jokes? Yes. Really? Yeah. What's your favorite Crispin Wall joke? I got to see Eddie Guerrero before he died. That was cool. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. When he came to Tulsa, like years and years ago, I saw the car and everything. I just, I, I I'm just saying, like, that was a rough time to be endorsed by CrossFit. Yeah. Or a Total Gym or anything, because he hung himself with the weight equipment. Jesus. Christ. <laughs> That one I can laugh at. Eddie yeah. Guerrero, definitely R.I.P. Hey, hey, uh, at least you know he was religious because before he killed his kid and his do- his wife, oh yeah, Jericho. he put a Bible beside each one of them. Yeah, hey, the last name wasn't Jericho for a reason, you know? That's that's horrible. Jesus that was his Christ. friend. <laughs> oh, wait. Wait, I thought Chris Jericho killed his wife and kid. No, right? Chris Jericho's still wrestling. Oh, no, Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit. Right, yeah. Benoit. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. fuck the French. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus He's Christ. Canadian French. It's only half. 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 Yeah, that's he's hilarious. From, is it sad that I can actually, like... Spit out the hometown of all those wrestlers. I just it's memorized to me. Oh, because like, of the announcers. I'm, I'm kind of impressed. I'm like impressed. Chris Benoit, Ed, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada would be him. Yeah, Jericho would be Winnipeg, Manitoba. Huh. Like that's how I know. That's how you teach geography to fucking adolescent boys. You yeah. get them into fucking wrestling and you teach them about Bret Hart. That's funny as fuck. Do you, <laughs> can you do that for like any wrestling? Pretty much. Where's John Cena from? Uh, West Newbury, Massachusetts. Shut the fuck out. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Miami, Florida. Uh, That's Bill. He's also from Hawaii ooh, let's and see. Pennsylvania. I'll throw a curveball at you. Okay. Can you tell me where Ray Mysterio's from? He, um, um, San Diego. Is your phone in front of you? It's over here. Off. Okay, I'm watching you. Uh, I like okay. this game. Oh, where's the great Quali from? Uh, 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 India. It would be um, I'm bringing up Ghana, West Africa. That's Kobe. Uh, Kofi. Um, um, what did they bail him as? Uh, something India. Uh, I honestly can't remember the name of the city. Uh, 
I'm still Karote or something India. Uh, it was something like that. The fact that you took a shot in the dark like that. Is yeah, crazy. I know it's so- Bangladesh, maybe. Okay, maybe Bangladesh. Well, two, I think those are two separate places, right? Well, Bangladesh is in India, right? No. Oh, I thought it's a whole different country. Okay, because you could be like Bangladeshi or you could be Indian. Okay, yeah, true. but they are very close to each other. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Okay, wow. That's so a great call. That's a hard one. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. At least I got that one. I'll take that. Right. Well, um, no, Punjab. He's oh, Punjabi. He's Punjabi. Oh, Punjabi, India. That's okay. it. That okay. was it. He's Punjabi, Punjabi, India. Okay. Uh, what about? Oh, I'm trying to think. I like this game. I'm, I'm yeah. still, I'm still going. I got my streak. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to think. What's the, what's the real big dude? I don't know how long he was in the, in the league, but uh, Big Show. No, no, no. That's too easy. Uh, that's Tampa. Rashiki. Rikishi? Rikishi. Okay, okay. Can, you, can you do Rikishi? I don't even know what his ethnic background is. That's why um, Samoa. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I'll take Samoa. You don't have to be specific. It's a, yeah, because they would say the Isle of Samoa. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Wow. That is a really good talent to have, I guess. Yeah. Wow. I have a friend. He can name all... He. Uh, I don't know if he can do all 1,000, but he can do like 999 songs from the Dark Soul album. Damn. Yeah. Well, like, when I first tried comedy, I had this stupid thing, and it, it would never work on stage. Yeah. Maybe just to be fucking embarrassing, like cringy. Yeah. But at one time, I memorized uh, the Nations of the World from Yakko. From That's the, hilarious. The Animaniacs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru. Uh, I'd have to remember the whole thing. That's close enough. That's good enough. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I had that whole thing memorized for a while. So what was the bit? Was it just you singing? It was just that's like an encore thing. I was just like oh, you know like hilarious. just something to do at the end. Yeah, no, that's funny. I yeah. like it. The fact that you put that. I, I never was it. able to figure it out. I was just I want to fucking train to do this, and then it's like yeah, I never. Ha- did. Have you ever seen the meme videos that use it? No. Where it's like how many countries have like dropped a nuclear bomb and. It's like <laughs> <Yakko>. <laughs> yeah, it's like Yakko. He's like United States, and then it ends the video. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, and then the other one's like. Uh, how many countries has the United States like destroyed? And it goes through like Yakko rapping them all because they've like edited out like the countries that it hasn't happened yeah. to. Yeah, like or like col- countries that uh, Britain has colonized, and it's like Yakko like India, Africa. Like he goes through like all these different countries. India, Africa. Yeah, okay, I would say Africa is not yeah. a country, but yeah. yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, depends on what white person you ask. Exactly. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's funny as shit. Yeah, no. If you get the chance, uh, I would say like the Yakko videos for like you know countries that Yakko something whatever. It, it's a whole list of them. It's yeah. hilarious. Oh, that's funny though. Thanks, man. I'm not, uh, I, I don't know. I like. I love pulling those deep cut like references and stuff like that. That's part of my humor. Obviously, yeah. like you know this yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, one that's of my I was shocked you didn't know Hatties. <laughs> not yet. Yeah, not yet. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I, I'm only part Hatties on my mother's side. That's. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> you live in Bartlesville though. Like you would have to be. You you got to be in a mansion if you're part of the Huts, right? Because they're all rich. Although, unless you're telling us something we don't know, okay. In I that will, case, we can rob. I'm not rich. Oh, okay. Uh, just, to... You know, everything's in this fucking studio. <laughs> I'm caught from broke, man. I'm dead. I'm dead. Not part of the hut crime syndicate. Um, how funny would it be? So, like, I'm making my my kitchen into a Star Wars kitchen. Okay. And I oh, want to. Yeah. There's a like a vinyl you can get, and it makes your front door of your fridge look like Han Solo and Carbonite. Oh, that's pretty. And funny. I was like, how funny without being been to have my fridge and you walk in and start doing hutties. Oh, that's funny. I think <laughs> I think the problem you would have is like if you have a lover come over and they're not like used to it. Yeah. And then in the middle of the night they go to the refrigerator, they probably scare the shit out of them. Well, do you watch South Park? <sighs> like, it, did you ever see like the Kanye stuff where like uh, he thinks Kim Kardashian's a hobbit? No. Um, they keep referring to Kim Kardashian like a hobbit, and like uh-huh. he has to keep calling her and like, bitch, you're not a hobbit. <laughs> He's like. You know, my lady is not a hobbit, even though she lives in a room underneath the level, the floor, 
and she has little feet, and she smokes from a corn cob pipe. Oh my <laughs> like, God. he just keeps doing that shit. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm just like thinking of that, like, man, you're going to keep making these Huttese jokes about me, and I'm going to be like, I'm not a part hut, and I'm oh. going to have a fucking, like, Han Solo and Carbonite in my fucking kitchen. <laughs> have to start defending yourself in public. I am not a Huttese. I am not. Start eating fucking things from a fucking, like, water jar. Like, yeah, exactly. oh. <laughs> yeah, next thing you know, I walk in, there's like three women in brawls and chains. Yeah. <laughs> be like, wow, you took the hut thing very serious. That's called divorce. That's called <laughs> Oh man! Uh, available on Grinder. No, uh, dead. I love that. No, uh, I, uh, happy Pride Month. Thanks, man. Yeah, this will probably come out in like three months, so Pride's probably dead. Oh well, at this time, <laughs> at least at all the fucking retailers around nationwide. Hey, that's true. Because a month true. after Pride, they're like, okay, we gotta take this shit down. We're getting death threats. Right, <laughs> I'm dead. No, I was. I thought it was interesting. Like when you told me, like uh, I think you said it was Isaiah. I, I don't know if his episode comes before or after this one, but you had told me like Isaiah had asked about you being bi, and I was like, that's such like a cishead question. Right? So tell me, what's it like to fuck two different genders? Like, you know, that's such a cis head question, right? Like, that just sounds like the perfect question from Still a cis lonely. man. Right? Still lonely. Right? Like, it doesn't mean any difference. You just love extra people. Like, that's such a cis head question to me. When you told me that, I was like, wow. Like, I was just thinking to myself at home. Like, I pondered this shit, yeah. right? And I was like, what information did he gather from it? You know? like It's like that guy that came up to me and you at the uh, Rose Lounge. Yeah. Do you remember oh, that conversation? Yeah, fucking Bro, he's Dude, a- it's ingrained in my fucking brain now that co- exact words because like me and you were having a conversation about our sets. Yeah. For those that don't know, we had the Rose Lounge. Me and him were at the Rose Lounge a couple weeks ago, and great set by the way. Yeah, thank you. you too. Um, I was uh, coming up to the bar after him, or coming up to you after the, at the bar, and we're just chatting. This guy comes up to us and he was like, "Hey, man, just want to tell you, great set, loved your shit. Uh, didn't like all the gay shit though. I'm not gay. I don't fuck with gay shit. Um, I got two sons. They're not gay." Though, if one of them turned out to be gay, I might fuck with gay shit. But as it stands, I don't fuck with gay shit. <gasps> oh, and he just tells me that, like, point. I'm just like, face to face. What bro. do you want me to do with that information? Like, okay. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Here's, here's the thing. Like, so last night, uh, I did a show at Lefty's uh, before I leave out of town Friday. Yeah. And uh, it was so fun. Like, so many people came. And uh, there's a guy named uh, Mr. Greenwood himself, Tony Williams. Super amazing guy. Uh, if you're like trying to get involved with like the Greenwood scene, he's a person to really like get in contact with. Awesome guy. And uh, I told him, I was like, man, the other day I did a show out in Broken Arrow and this white guy came up and he was like, oh, I'm friends with Tony. I'm friends with Tony. And I told Tony, and Tony was like, yeah, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> and I was like, word. So my other friend, Azeem, who was at the show, yeah. came and I was Azeem. I was like, yo, Azeem, tell Tony about was the Was he the dude with the dreads? No, that's Mike. That's, okay. uh, Mike is a DJ in Tulsa. DJ okay. Sir Mike. So. If you're ever out and about and you're like downtown, DJ Sir Mike DJs a lot, especially if you go to Fazlick's or anything like that. Did, um, d- sorry to like squirrel, but did Mike good. like my joke about him? He did. He did. <laughs> Yo, he found it funny. He found <laughs> it funny. Yeah, no, no. no. We're, we're, we're an open crowd. You're good. cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I make my friends more comfortable than y'all do, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah, I call half my friends cutie paws. <laughs> I just uh, said that he looked like, I loved him as the breakdance fighter in Zoolander. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was like after that you had called people with dreads cute or something like yeah. that, and so we looked at him. We was like, "Oh, okay, like he might be shooting a little shot at you." Yeah, we were cracking up, but no, you were fine. That was hilarious. Um, but yeah, like we were talking to Tony, and I told Tony about the guy, and I told him I was like, "Yeah," he said it, he told us his name was Craig, and then he told uh, Peter Bedgood, another cool comedian friend of ours, that his name was uh, Jeremiah. Wasn't Jeremiah, it? yeah, right. So we were like, "What the fuck?" So like we were talking to Tony last night, and we're explaining this guy to Tony, and Tony's like. Oh, his name is And we're like, what? And he shows us on Facebook. Bam, there he is. And we're like, yeah, that, that, that's the guy yeah. right there. Yeah. Now, for for you to know this, because I, I, I didn't tell you this story because we haven't talked since that day. Yeah. <clears throat> he uh, came up to me 
maybe like after your set or after Sweet Titty's set. Okay. Well, Sweet Titty's was first. Sweet Titty's, yeah. I think, was first. Yeah. So it had to be either after your set or maybe after Steven. I think it was after Steven. And I went to uh, Steven Cryer, super good comedian yeah. as well. Which so is, Sweet uh, Titties, Adam Smith. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Sweet Titties is fucking hilarious. I fucking love Sweet Titties. I know. Um, Sweet Titties is like on the verge of like, I feel like he's just going to drop the N-word one day and be like, oh, my bad. And yeah. he's going to like, ah, I don't know. That was I, my roast yeah. for him. I said, dude, you look like every, di- like your, your, your overall demeanor and look makes me uncomfortable anytime you start the word with the letter N. Yes, dead ass, <laughs> dead ass. That is a very accurate way to describe it. That's hilarious, yeah. So, uh, but I had to go to my car to get something and the dude comes out from the back. And this and this is what the man said. This isn't like what I'm saying. The dude was like, man, these other comedians aren't funny. If you're not funny, I'm going to beat your ass. And I was like, you're not beating my ass. Like, one, I'm going to be funny. But two, yeah. like, my gang's inside. Yeah. He was like, well, they can't get you from out here. I was like, you think I won't scream? Like, bro. Like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? Like, what, like, yeah. what kind of answer is that? <laughs> I was like, bro, I was a fucking alto back in the day. Like, fifth grade, baby. I was in the first row. Like, no fucking way. I, <laughs> I hit this hoe. Soprano so, here. <laughs> so uh, he uh, was like... Yeah, bro, you better funny, be funny. I was like, okay. He was like, Tony told me a lot about you, which now is even funnier than Tony yeah. was like, yeah, I never talked to that dude about you. Yeah. So uh, go inside, do the sec, whatever, show's over. And when he came to talk to you, I had like walked away for a second. Then I came back and he came up to me. And I shit you not, he had a wad of cash, like like probably about like that thick, right? Like, so I told like that to the camera to see like yeah. that much cash. And he starts like unrolling it. And it's like hundreds, lots of hundreds. Yeah. And it's like a few 50s. Then it's to 20s. And then he takes out a single $10 bill, like the only $10 bill in this wad, and hands it to me. It was like, you know, I'm all about reparations, so don't say I never did anything. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, hey, yo. <laughs> but I was like, yo, I got a tip. <laughs> like, it's the weirdest thing, right? Did you hear what he did in the next night? No. So he came out to Tulsa Comedy Club the next night. Oh, shit. And he sat front row. And... I did my set and I did I, so like I don't know if you're the similar kind of person yeah. but like um, when I do a show versus an open mic open mic I'm trying out new shit for I'm sure, for I'm, sure. I'm not gonna that. do my same stuff yeah so like I was trying all new shit the next night it was uh-huh. the following night from Rose so I had all new shit and he comes up to me as I'm walking down the stage and he's like bro that was some, why didn't you do that shit last night that was so much funnier and it wasn't there was no gay stuff in it there was no like. <laughs> So that's why he liked that's it. That's what it was. You shouldn't have done yeah. the gay shit, bro. So keep then, that gay shit at home. He keeps heckling throughout the night. Oh. And Roscoe and them, and like Nick Danks was there. So Nick was like yeah. warning Roscoe, hey, this is the guy from last night. Be warned. Yeah. So Roscoe has the idea at the end of the night, hey, this guy's been heckling all night. He wants to talk so much. Let's get him on stage. So Roscoe gives him a mic and gets him on stage and tells all the comedians that sit front row, we're going to heckle this dude. Yeah. In theory, maybe a good idea. Oh, fuck no. That dude was built but, tough, bro. He's built different. But, and hindsight you don't give a drunk guy that doesn't really know about rules the mic right and uh he just went on this fucking rant and I'm like well, nobody could roast because he wouldn't shut the fuck up and then he called me a faggot on stage with a mic and then tulsa comedy club cut his fucking mic and they kicked him out and banned him wow yeah wow and that was and ross was like this is the first time in like four years where i've never had to kick somebody off stage and we had to cut his mic and take him out of the stage that's crazy. and the thing is like i didn't even hear the word faggot i didn't hear it yeah i even made a post i was like dude to the guy that called me the f word on stage like i didn't even hear you i was more insulted that you didn't shut the fuck up so i get my roast in yeah i was gonna say how the fuck did you afford bail on january 6th fucking screw me <laughs> <laughs> no like the, the funniest thing is like he uh like if for at the show at rose lounge he heckled all of y'all. Like, yeah. he, he didn't really fuck with me too much. Yeah. Like, and I think that's just because, like, maybe I was the only black one. Maybe he did have some kind of sincerity. I don't yeah. know. Uh, but, yeah, like, he the way he fucked with, like, especially, like, you, 
And Peter, like, I was like, Jesus Christ, bro. Yeah, like, I mean, for chill. those that don't know that weren't on the show, and, like, I hope we can get the footage somehow. Somebody recorded it. But, like, it got so bad that Peter Beggett, who's a amazingly talented Fucking musician veteran. and veteran comedian, yeah. led the entire crowd in a, in a song called Shut the Fuck Up, Jeremiah. And everybody was clapping on, telling this dude to shut the fuck up. And he still wouldn't get the picture. He thought it was just a funny time. Yeah, no, and, and that's why I was like, <clears throat> well, you say that about Roscoe. I'm like, yeah, no, that, that shit wouldn't work on him, bro. Yeah, and then, like... Um, apparently Rose Lyon and Missy tried to pull him outside and was telling him, like, hey, you shouldn't be heckling. He goes, no, 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 they want to fucking crowd. Like, she's like, no, you don't need to be doing this shit. And then like he didn't get the picture, so she had to pull somebody else. Like, she pulled like uh, Spencer Mills out there, like, hey, dude, stop. Like, she yeah. was, like So like people were telling this dude, stop, two days, and then he got banned from Tulsa County. Look. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, so fuck that guy. Yeah, no, fuck that guy, for sure. <laughs> Hope for he gets sure. AIDS. Um, <laughs> not the Magic Johnson AIDS. Like, the Unless Mercury he gives AIDS. me like $10 every time. Then I'm cool. You know. I think... Okay, I'm not going to comment on reparations on unloading meat. <laughs> you know, they, I'm they, not that guy. You know, we, the, 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 conver the conversation that always happens around reparations is always like, how do they come back? Listen, bit by bit is okay. Actually, I do have a. I mean, you heard my bit about reparations. Yeah, yeah. That's how I ended my set. That's true. You yeah. did. Yeah. No, I'm good for it. I'm yeah. good for it. So my, yeah. my name on Grinder should be reparations. The amount of black men that I'll have. Oh, my God. <laughs> You, you say it as if like you're the, the number one target for it though. I'm just you kidding. You haven't been I'm on Grinder. Oh yeah. You know I, you know that's I'm actually okay. You know what? Oh, I'm screaming. You know, I am curious though. I am curious though. Like, hear me out, all right? Okay. Just, this might sound fucked up, and I hope this doesn't come off as like too no. fucked up. Like with You're canceled. I, if I am, I am. Do you have a sound effect for canceled? Um, I just have <laughs> Gay That's funny. And then I I have a couple. I have like these programming. If I, you, know, you son of a I like that. And then, you know, if we get really sexy. And then wow. I, I always have Trump. Wrong. Just wrong. Just a wrong. That's a good one. And then. And then I always end my shows. If anybody stays after my logo at the very end, I always yeah. have a little thing of. Bye. Have a great time. These are good. I yeah. like these. These are good sounds. Yeah. But no, my, my question was going to be like. Sorry. Uh, no, you're Squirreled. good. You're good. I'm always curious. Like, you know how they always have like the thing about like uh, with like black men love big white girls. Mm -hmm. it's the same thing like in the gay world. Like, do black men love big gay white guys or bi white guys? Huh. Word. Hey, I'm happy for you. Like, seriously. You know, I, you know, it's really wild. I am only attracted to bi women, apparently. Really? Yeah. Something about like the little masculine energy that comes with a lady, like being able to call like my girlfriend bro, it's pretty cool. So real talk, um, I'm oddly attracted to black women a lot too. Yeah, because, really. mostly because like I, I mean, it's gonna be a weird segue. This this is yeah. not how I expected. Well, this well show like to just go. you know, for traditionally black women are strong women. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, well, y'all are the reason why. <laughs> Facts. Yeah, yeah. Got to keep Facts. that in mind. You got to keep that in mind. You know, a horse is fast because you train a horse to be fast. A black woman is strong because y'all put through through the most shit. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Yeah, y'all put black woman through more shit than uh, I think anybody else deserves. Uh, I don't know. He said Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Literal Jesus Christ. Yeah, but uh, see, my joke wasn't even that bad about Jesus. Okay, all my I don't even remember the full. I remember the like the bones of it. Yeah, like it was basically like what if you know because Jesus was a carpenter. What if he's up on the cross and then he gets a splinter and he's pissed. Yeah, no, I thought that was hilarious. Like, I yeah. think uh, you, like, yours is the one that talks about like the the type of wood, right? Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that shit's fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's not like, making fun of Jesus at all. It's yeah, more like no. he's like, God damn it, who designed this? Like, yeah, like this is a bad cross. Like, yeah. I think that's hilarious. Like, I, I think for me, I don't necessarily believe like, and I and I say this not to like diss other comedians, yeah. or like anything. This rude. is a safe space. I uh, I believe comedy doesn't really have like a certain amount of rules to it. No, right, I agree. As far as like what you write, how you write it, I think the only thing I would say as far as like 
Could you uh, move it just a little bit closer? Oh yeah, to your for chest? sure, for sure, for sure. Like there, uh, that's perfect, perfect. Uh, the thing I would say though, as far as like a comedian and, and more as like an audience member, the one thing I'm starting to get kind of annoyed with is how often do you go to cellar? Um, so every other weekend I'm trying to because I have my kids every other weekend. Okay, so like cellar dweller is a local bar here in Tulsa. Yeah. Uh, they have a great open mic hosted by J.B. Watkins and uh, Lacey Reigns, who's my comedy writing yeah, partner. Yeah, shout out both of them. Yeah. They're actually both scheduled on the show, too. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, but one thing that like I'm starting to get annoyed is I'm, I'm getting tired of so many cis men having uh, so many takes on abortion and women's rights. Yeah. I, personally, myself, I'm not a big fan of like the like sexual harassment, sexual assault jokes either, because I'm just like, yo, yeah. people like live through that shit, you know? Now, that being said... I do enjoy a good like joke that can teeter the line, yeah. but if it's going for like straight shock every time, it's hard for me to like as an audience member enjoy it. Yeah, but I wouldn't say that you shouldn't do those jokes because it might not target for me, but it might target for someone else. So like, agreed. So like, uh, and we talked on this podcast before. Like, yeah. I think in, in general, most of us got into comedy because we couldn't really do the fucking nine to five. For sure, for sure. Or like we're doing it right now to get through con- comedy because like our, our main gig is like yeah. we struggle in that kind of world because like we're more like the artistic or the creatives kind of stuff like that. Right. And sometimes that doesn't gel well with the nine to five sometimes or structure. Right. Um, but getting at, back with that, it's hard for me to justify so many fucking rules on something that should be freedom. Yeah. And now there are things like the loony bin has the rules of like, hey, don't drop the F-bomb because like, you know, they're giving you a live mic before they go to their paid customers. And they're paid shows, so, like, right. they don't know anybody to trust. And, like, you know, so I, I kind of understand that a little bit. Yeah. But then there's the things of, like, yeah, you know, I don't want people roasting. And I'm like, okay, I get that, but, like, I'm – that's part of, like, that's kind of my yeah, humor. That's, sure. like, that's my – that's my t- – like, so, like, do you watch Kill Tony? No. Okay, there's a, there's a comedian on there named David Lucas. Okay. Um, David, oh, yeah, I know David Lucas. David yeah, Lucas yeah. is, like, a guy that really fucking inspires the me. The big I, dude, right? Yeah. Funny as fuck. Yeah, yeah, He's funny as fuck. And, like, I love crowd working, improv, and I just love to kind of go up there and just have fun, yeah. you know? And, like, I like how you're doing with your numbers. You, I can see you in your set, too. Yeah. You like to have a little bit more spontaneity and creativity to it a little For bit sure. more. Uh, my, my thing about my sets, and, and you, I don't know if you've seen me enough, but, like, none of my sets are ever the same. Yeah. Because uh, I never know what jokes like. Uh, the way I do sets is I have like a hundred and something jokes on my phone, and I just let people choose what jokes they want. Dude, to hear I, you're so original. I gotta say, I, I love your sets. I, I love your, it. I love your everything about your setup and everything. There's like your presentation with you sitting down, like you've nailed it. You've nailed the presentation and stage presence. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, no. And, and I say this like you know, and I, I, I know I do stand up, but I don't necessarily consider. Like I was talking to a friend of mine earlier about this. I don't necessarily consider myself a stand-up comic. Not because I sit, yeah. but I don't consider myself. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Thank you. I, I don't consider myself a, a stand-up or a comedian, really, because I feel as if it boxes me in a little too much. Uh, oh, is that me? No, it's a. I have a bonus uh, spare phone over here, and it's dying. I forgot oh. to turn it off. Oh, you're Gucci. Um, no, like I, I don't see myself as like so to say a comedian. Yeah. Uh, I see myself as like an artist the way I do an art form or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so as far as like when it comes to, like I said, when it comes to the rules of things, I think there's just like, and like I said, for me it's different because I just kind of look at doing comedy in a different way. Yeah. Uh, I try to look at it more as a fan than I do as like a performer. Well, and like my thing is like, I'm still trying to find my voice and so like find out what what my, what my thing is. Uh, you yeah. know, I'm still new to this. I have like no ego with my stuff. Like I said, yeah. I started full time in January really with this. For sure. Um, I try to really go in there with no ego and be very humble. But at the same time, I know that I'm getting better and I'm kind of getting more comfortable with my confidence going up. And I'm kind of leaning into more of like, I know 
I can be more spontaneous. I could be more instantaneous and just, you know, like work with the crowd. Yeah. I just need to get more comfortable. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's like, so like the best times I think I'm the most creative is when I'm with other comedians and we're just fucking riffing. Yeah. Like eventually I would love to have a show or something like that where it's like, you know, like bump a mic like David Tell used to do. Uh-huh. I love riffing with another comedian on set and like just just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I would yeah. love to do that. And I think that would be very entertaining for a crowd too. For sure. Um, but it's hard to practice this kind of stuff at open mics that don't want to have roasts and don't want to have crowd work and stuff. They want to just have five minutes. And I'm like, uh. Yeah. No, like, uh, I agree. Like, you know, I don't go to a lot of open mics in Tulsa. And it's not a diss. Like, there's some yeah. really good open mics hosted yeah. by some amazing people in Tulsa. Uh, one Wednesday is Magic Night, so I go play Magic on Wednesday. So that's why I'm not at the <laughs> club. So sorry to Zach about that one. Uh, I do go to Starlight occasionally if it's like, but Starlight's so late and I'm a sleepy. I, to, yeah. I like to sleep, but I do enjoy like hanging out with Brent and Laura. Like the both of them are awesome. Um, and then Preston I know has one, and then like Cellar Dweller's cool because after I get done playing Magic on Sundays, I go over to Cellar Dweller. Uh, we know but, priorities. Yeah. Oh yeah, Magic <laughs> takes priority over comedy. Any like that's how you know I'm not like, a real yeah. stand up comedian. Like I'd rather go play a card game. Yeah. Uh, but with that all said, so you're even geekier. You're not the comedian that also does magic on the side. You play Magic the Gathering on the side. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, no, like honestly, in this, in this interview, I promise you, like the bad thing is, we're only gonna scratch the layer of myself. Yeah, like Just there, the there, there's, I, I'm a weird individual. Like I'm not trying to say like I'm like this quirky, unique. Like everyone's unique in their own way. I, I have a lot of layers. Like there's uh, comedy. Music. I just uh, wear a lot of I layers write, to hide my weight. I'm in tears. You're funny as fuck. You make good fat jokes. I, I I I never make a lot of good ones. Mostly because like I just kind of like uh, the only good fat joke I ever tell people is like if I go out to eat and I order something extra and they're like, "Are you sure?" And I'm like, "Do you think a salad got this big?" Like that's like my only go-to <laughs> big joke for myself. Um, but yeah, no. As far as like like I said, with like, as many things as I do, uh, I try not to like identify strictly as a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Uh, because one, I think it takes away from like how much work you all put into it. Yeah, like you, uh, I'm just name dropping everyone at this point. But like all the comedians who I watch, it's really cool to watch how you all function and how you all do things. Personally, myself, I think uh, I, I've been a teacher for a few years now, and plus I had uh, I did speech and debate in high school and in college. Yeah. So those skills transferred over yeah. to doing comedy. So for me, it's always like. How do y'all not know how to control the room? You know, because yeah. it's like I've had to control classrooms of like 30 fourth graders. Yeah. So, and like, so, so if I could do that, a room full of drunken adults is about the same level. And that's kind of where I'm at, where I'm getting more comfortable. It's like, you know, I had like 10 plus years in like cell phones. So I was a district manager and I was giving presentations and stuff like that in front of like executives and stuff like that for different yeah. cell phone carriers. And like also having to manage seven different uh stores between three states yeah. sometimes over skype and stuff like that so like i had to be able to you know manage all that shit right um so like giving up control just doesn't sound like something that i want to do when i have my no, mic no i agree like you know uh that that i've never performed at looney bin right yeah. and I, I think it's like the thing i've learned about comedy and as you get deeper into it you'll figure it out too is there are different sections of it yeah right you have like your clean comedians like adam bush is like king of clean comedy yeah. right uh, then you have like your dark humor, like like uh, Connor uh, Faro. Connor Faro is like the only person I'm cool with making like a ton of dark jokes, just because like that's just his like that's his identity. Like, yeah. As far as like Tulsa comics go, to me, every time Connor gets up to tell a joke, I'm just like, woof, we're we're gonna be here for a second. Like it's gonna yeah. be a ride. Uh, but you know, it's just like different sections of comedians like that, and I think 
when you find what's and I'm not saying there's a section like you have to hang out with like a certain group of people or click. Yeah. Like the company world I'm happy isn't like extremely clickish. Uh but I think like when you kind of find what you like, yeah, you'll you'll kind of like gravitate to those groups and you'll find like your audience and that help builds yeah. it out. Yeah. Cuz I'm like I, like there are clicks but I believe that they're optional. Like they're there. Yeah. But like if you want to go to join that click, they're there. Like right, if you want right. to join that social club or something like that, they're there in that scene. Yeah, they're sure. they're in the scene. I mean every scene has their clicks. But I don't think here in Tulsa like they're like so mandatory like you have to be the click to be in or anything like that. Like there's yeah. a lot of different options here in Tulsa now. For sure. Yeah, no, 100%. Like it's yeah. it's, it's it's really it's funny to think like it's bad to say. I always want to say comedy in Tulsa is almost oversaturated. Yeah, and I hate to say it like that because I don't want people to feel discouraged to not join. Yeah, you know, like if you didn't join or come back into comedy this yeah. year, you know, like I did comedy the first time in twenty sixteen. Yeah, uh, it was at the Comedy Parlor downtown. I was twenty. I want to say I was actually twenty and I snuck in, but I know I did it when I was twenty and twenty one for sure. And I did comedy for about like maybe four or five months, maybe close to six months, I guess. And I would go between the comedy parlor and the gypsy. And those were like the only two places really I knew of where I could do comedy because at least being 21. And I didn't sm- I, I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't do booger sugar. Uh, <laughs> I didn't drink back then. So I was definitely not like entails with like the comedians yeah. in those days. Like, and that's not a diss to old comedians. Like, yeah. I'm not saying all comedians were off the booger sugar. I'm just saying like back then yeah. I remember seeing like five comedians outside a comedy parlor all hit cigarettes and was like, yo, I got some, like, I got a key at the house or some shit like yeah. that. And I'm just like, nah, dog, I'm going to go home and play PlayStation. Like, yeah. I got shit to do. Yeah. Um, but no, I think as far as like, and this would be my advice to like young comedians. And, and this is why, like, Jared, I, I'm sure you know this. The, the scene fucks with you. Yeah. Like, it does. people fuck with you. Like, there's the reason I'm here. I drove all the way from Tulsa to come here. Uh, the, the thing I would give advice to young comedians is the, the more you like, Focus on what you want to do, and the more like you create your identity, people will gravitate towards it. Yeah, you know, like uh, Brett Jeffries, when her and I were talking one day, and she was like, you know, when she first got into comedy, everyone would say it's taboo to sit down, and then when she saw me perform for the first time, and I had the chair, and I'm sitting, and now in Tulsa, it is known Thunderwolf is the sit down yeah. comedian, right? And it cracks me up because I'll see people sit before. Like, I'll see some people sit. Yeah. And I just kind of watch. And I don't gatekeep it. Like, yeah. anyone can sit. I don't really don't give a yeah. shit. But I'll just kind of watch. And I'm like, but what is your thing? You yeah. know? Like, what is your thing that you can do that's different than me? You know? See, and so, like, I I actually, you inspired a joke for me oh. with your sitting down because I'm, like, I, I choose not to sit down. You know, of course. Yeah. But, like, I say, like, it's not, you know, I'm so fat. You know, it's not like I'm going to sit down on this fucking stool. This whole show be sponsored sponsored by FUPA. Because <laughs> when I sit down and spread my legs, it's just going to be... Just out. Just out. That's hilarious. <laughs> no, you know, sometimes I'm always nervous about that, too. I got a little titty beat, so I'm I don't sit. need to have, like... I, I'm just now... Like, you have me PTSD, man. I'm going to sit down somewhere, and the gut's going to hang out, and I'm just going to hear... Don't I mean put that. Like, <laughs> but God damn it, he found me. He fucking found me. <laughs> no, no, you'll be safe. You'll be safe. I promise. I promise. Yeah, if, if, if I see you in public, I won't be yelling out Hutties at you. I got you. I pull up the fucking hunt club in a sail barge. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, shit. Hopefully uh, no worms come out of Tatooine to get you. Yeah, no, that's funny. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoy... Uh, 
the the nerdiness yeah that man you, like I, that you have here and like that's getting back to like my voice is like you know like and then, like you said that's like finding out what makes you laugh like what's what you're comfortable with what your your style is that's very important because like and like we were getting back to the, you know like don't do this at certain open mic stuff like that it's more like i just gotta go for it and it's uh, one thing i did learn is it's kind of like a lot of things in life it's better to ask forgiveness later oh fuck than yeah. to ask permission yeah. Yeah. And I got caught up so hard in like asking permission to roast and stuff like that, and asking permission to do this shit because I never wanted to offend people. Because like right. again, I got banned, so I was fucking freaked out. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm kind of always walking on eggshells that first couple months. For sure. So like, and, and yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry, sorry to be no, 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 no. It's, uh, I was gonna say like personally, like my philosophy, right? Like I said, like I, I don't really care for like too many like you know violent jokes. Like, yeah. Sexual assault jokes, all those kind of things. Yeah. I'm also not a big roaster. Yeah. But I don't see people who roast. Like, I get it. It's a form of crowd work. Yeah. I don't knock it. I'm cool with people roast. Like, yeah. I've, I've definitely, like, you know, lit someone up before yeah. in the audience or some shit like that. Um, But for me, it's just kind of like, and again, I, I think of it as, like, as an audience. I think of performing more as, like, an audience member. Like, if I was in the audience, would I want somebody? Like, I took time out of my day to come to this show yeah. to support local comedy uh, I might have or might have not bought a ticket, but maybe I bought a drink for this sure. bar. Um, do do I want to have like do I want to go home feeling insecure about how I feel about something? Sure. And you never know. Like, and I always think like to myself theoretically, like I never know what people are going through. Like as a teacher, yeah, it's amazing. Like you'll talk to students, especially like on the first day of school, you see all the kids, right? Yeah. And every kid seems the same. Yeah. By the end of the year, you know each of those kids' individual stories. Yeah. And you're just like blown away. Yeah. You know, so I've always kind of taken that approach. Like, I always look at myself like as a, you know, as a debate coach, I always look at things as like as a leader. Yeah. Right. And I always feel like as a leader, I shouldn't like, you know, try to like make the, I shouldn't make fun of people too sure. much. Granted, I'm all good for teasing. Like, I'm, yeah. I, I'm not saying that at all. Like, uh, but yeah, like I said, it's kind of like when you find the identity you have. Yeah. And you can't let someone tell you what your identity is. Like, sure. Yeah. I, I overheard like some stories about like older comedians going to younger comedians and being like, well, this is how you do this. This is how you do this. And I'm like, who, who the fuck said you have to do it like that? Yeah, yeah. You know, and like, and that's where I'm getting at with like the roast. So like, when I get when I say like roasting, or we talked about like some of the taboo comments, like you know, like rape jokes or like abortion jokes, stuff like yeah. that. Again, I'm right there with you. Where I, it's not my cup of tea to have every single comedian go up there and do like a hundred rape jokes, something like that. Right. However, my philosophy is if you're gonna go into that, if you're gonna do. Any type of joke like that, tread lightly, and you better be fucking clever. Yeah, yeah, you better be ready for like whatever. Like, and I say it like this: like, uh, it's kind of like being a rabbit in an open field with yeah. no grass. You could run out there and try to get across to the other yeah. side of the trees, but just know there's going to be some hawks. Yeah. that are up in the sky. They yeah. might pick you off. So that's what I'm saying. Like, like, because like, I, I, I never want to like, um. What's it called? Like, I never want to like be demeaning to a crowd and treat them like five year olds. Yeah. I think a crowd when it goes into a comedy club, you know, it's different from open mic. Open mic's at a bar and like half the people are just there to drink. For sure, they're not there to get fucking heckled or roasted. Yeah, that's gonna turn into a fucking fight. Yeah, um, know your fucking audience. Right, know your crowd, read the crowd. But if you're at a paid comedy gig and the people are there to laugh, if you go there with a clever joke or something that is. Everybody can get you're not demeaning. I'm not trying to be like Nutty Professor with Dave Chappelle just fucking roasting that guy so much he wants to fucking kill himself. Oh, you know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. I never want to be that, but if I make a clever topical joke or something like that that has nothing to do, like I fucking told Patrick at the Sesh Lounge, he looks like he owns all 10 seasons of Walker, Texas Ranger on DVD. That's funny as shit. That's the older dude, right? Yeah. Like, and then, the old dude, yeah, he's funny as fuck. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, and if you heard that joke right now, he'd be like, ah, oh, there's only seven seasons of Walker, Texas Ranger on DVD. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, that's a right. roast, but I'm not like, look at that fucking ugly motherfucker. You know right. what I mean? So, like, that's where my humor is. Like, I love to be like that kind of reference. Yeah. 
Yeah. But it's not really demeaning. It's more like everybody's in on the joke. Right. Like, like for example, like the Hatiz joke. Yes. Yeah. Like, well, like, the funny thing about the Hatiz joke was like, no one else knows what the fuck Hatiz yeah. was. But you had me rolling. Yeah. Like, I remember it was so funny because I was like, I was like, I hope he fucking gets it. Because I was like, the, the way I told it was like, Jared, otota, ba ba Like, I did the whole thing. Mi pa And, uh, ostupa. And he, like, just fell out laughing. And then I had to explain the joke. And once I explained the joke, everyone got it. It was like, oh, fuck us. Yeah. You know, we all know who Jabba the It's an the observation. Is, right. Like, okay, I get it. I don't want every single person to go, hey, fat ass, how's it going? Yeah. But I'm a dude as a comedian, and I'm a big dude. I yeah. know I have some weight on me. Yeah. Not that I want everybody to make a fucking fat joke, but if you make a clever observation, and it's just the thing like, yeah, that he is a big dude. Yeah. And it was really only because you know of the Star Wars. Like, if you didn't have the Star Wars tattoos, it would have never, well, like, you get what it. I mean? Like, it, right. like, like I have a thick skin about it. I think I'm an adult, but I, I can yeah. laugh. You know what right. I mean? But I'm like, it wasn't putting me down. Yeah. No. Um. So that's what I'm getting at. I was like, when I hear these rules, like, I don't want any roasting at all. I'm like, well, technically, like, you know, like, you can't just say all or nothing. And also, I'm the kind of individual, like, maybe it's the rebellious kind of shit in me or something like yeah. that. But if you tell me a rule and there's somewhere where I can question it, like, well, that rule shouldn't exist. That's a stupid oh, rule. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm going to fuck yeah. with that rule so fucking hard. Yeah, fuck yeah. This episode of Unloading Me is not brought to you by your favorite mobile banking app, such as Cash App. Man, I love using Cash App, especially when I'm doing things other than buying drugs. Cash App. See, my, my disclaimer is this. Uh, like I said, I have 102 jokes. Yeah. I let the audience choose which jokes I tell that yeah. night. And out of that 102 jokes, there are, I think, two Hitler jokes. Yeah. Right? And I always say, if the two Hitler jokes get told tonight... It wasn't me who chose the jokes. Yeah. Right? The audience chooses the jokes. Yeah. Like, I have some jokes that are, like, you know, dark. I did not choose the jokes. Yeah. I might have written the jokes, but I did not choose the jokes. Yeah. So that's how I, that's been my little, uh, my little discretion. Like you said, I go, I, like, you care about the crowd. You care about the crowd having a good time because that's what we're here for. Yeah. And I always try to tell it myself before I go up the two things, like, take them on a roller coaster ride of energy. For sure. If you're going to dip low, make sure it's intentional. Yeah. Um, and then have fun. If I'm having fun and smiling, they're going to have fun. Right. And that's just what I try to tell myself is like a mantra as I go up. And my just my thing is is like if you tell me not to roast, who's laughing? Oh, it's the crowd. Right. Who had a great time? Oh, the crowd. Then right. shut the fuck up. The right. crowd had a great time. Yeah. I, and like I, nobody got in hold. Nobody I didn't insult anybody. I didn't make yeah. fun of anybody like hard. It's not, you know, right. I'm not demeaning stuff. I'm doing clever jokes. Yeah. But like just because you have this rule, I don't like it. You know well, what I mean? You know, like for me personally, like uh uh, Starlight has rules. Yeah. But Starlight's rules are like reasonable. Yeah. Right? Like no slurs, no talking, like no punching down. Yeah. And those are pretty like understandable yeah. rules. And I, I think the other thing too, like I uh, was talking to Sandra Slade, also another amazing comedian. Yeah. And haven't met her yet, but I've seen her on Facebook. Oh, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she's awesome. Talked to her earlier today. And uh, one thing Sandra had told me that like really changed my perspective of like how good of a comedian I could be was she was like, can you do a clean set? Can you do a clean 15 minutes? Yeah. And I really thought about it for a long time because I was very anti-clean sets because I'm like, they limit what you can talk about. Yeah. Da, 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 da. But then as I really thought about it, I was like, well, I guess you would have to be funny without it having to be such a dark punchline. It's harder to, to write. Be, yeah, it is. And like, you know, it, and thankfully, I have enough stories throughout my life where yeah. I like I have been blessed to be a good storyteller. Yeah. So it's easy for me to get, like, it was a lot easier than I thought it would be. Yeah. But as far as me writing, like, it, and I don't really, I don't know how people write jokes. I don't know if there's a traditional way to write jokes. I, I don't know. I don't believe there's, like, a traditional no. way of how comedy is written. But uh, as far as, like, how I come up with jokes, they're always, like, 
uh, and these observations of how I just look at life. Yeah. And it's just like these oddities that we don't really pay attention to. Yeah. And I think part of that is because I did speech and debate. And in speech and debate, we learn how to nitpick shit. Yeah. So, like, specifically. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of like how it's... So to, to kind of wrap up on this point, just kind of like with you specifically... You have found, like, I think you have found more of your voice than I think you have given yourself credit for. Oh, well, thanks, man. Yeah, for sure. Like, deadass. Like, I, I say this, and this is not to be mean to other comedians. I will be completely honest with you. Most comedians in Tulsa, I really enjoy watching. Some of them, I will be like, eh. Like, I'm a little, yeah. you know, I'm a little hesitant to watch. Yeah. But for the most part, I have enjoyed watching, like, the individual ideas that people come up with. Yeah. Now, I will say, if you want to lose me as an audience member, don't do good crowd work. Like, lose me in the audience like everyone else. Yeah. But as far as, like, being funny, there aren't, like, a lot of people who I wouldn't say have not made me chuckle. Yeah. Like, personally, and I say this not as, like, a beef. I'm not trying to call out people. Yeah. But, you know, I do believe saying things openly. Like, uh, what's his name? The The kid. Uh, he's like a he's dead ass uh, like a child. Yes. Miguel. See, you knew exactly yeah. who I was talking about because I said Well, yeah, because he's a kid that gets kicked out of every single bar. Because he's a kid. Like, yeah. that shit is so funny to me, bro. And, like, I'm waiting for him. I'm Like, I, in three years, I am waiting for him to, like, be able to come back so he can, like, talk shit to me legally. When, 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 when he uh, when he performs, I always laugh. But it was so funny. Like, one day, I'm, like, walking up to Cellar Dweller, and he was like, sup, J. Cole? And I was like, oh, no, fuck you, bro. Like, I was like, bro, oh my you, I was like, bro I'll roast the fuck out of you. Like, oh, you, fuck. You, yeah. I'm not the one, big yeah. dog. Like, it's been, and so I say it like this, like, when it when it comes to being a comedian, um, know what your voice is. Yeah. Know what kind of, like, crowd you can work with. And But the, the most important thing, and this is why I think you are way ahead of, like, and even myself, like, other comedians. Like, I was new at one point. The way to be a good comedian to start out is to be humble yeah. and to listen. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of times my ego is huge, and I'm like, oh, I'm fucking good. Like, I personally can tell you now, in my life, I I feel like I've only had two bad sets my entire life. One was in St. Louis. One was at a show. Like, I got there late, and I was doing two shows. I was double booked that night, and I got there, and I was like, fuck it. I don't really care about, like... Because sometimes, I'll be honest, like, sometimes I'm like, fuck, I'm just not in, like, the best of moods. Yeah. And that was one of those nights. Those two shows, and even the show I bombed, I did a show in St. Louis, I bombed. They did not enjoy a joke I have about Paw Patrol. Who knew? Um, but in, in all fairness, the Paw Patrol joke does contain a joke with, like, the hard R. But that's oh, okay. a, it's a whole it's a whole bit. It's so funny. My Paw Patrol joke uh, deals with Auschwitz. Uh, oh, wow. No, no, we'll have to compare them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we, uh, but, like, I was okay with, like, those two shows being bad. The fuck? I would say, but outside of that, I feel like I have done a great job at any show I've performed at. Like, and, I, and again, it's not like an ego thing, but I will say there are things I could still learn. Yeah. There are ways how I could sure in a joke. Like I talked to Cr Parsons the other day, also another amazing veteran boy. Yeah. This is just gonna be a uh, me. You'll be in next week. Yeah, I'm just name drop. Okay, hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm just name dropping everybody. That's okay. That's okay. So yeah, I was talking to Cr, <laughs> and Cr gave me like he he messaged me on the way over here, gave me like four paragraphs of critiques on my set. And some of the critiques I really appreciate. Some yeah. of them I don't. Yeah. But it's like at least someone took the time out of their day yeah. to give me those critiques. The least I can do is listen and then think like, okay, how can I apply this critique? Or like, how can I maybe change to apply to this critique? Yeah. But the one thing for certain is I won't change like my identity as a comedian because yeah. of those critiques. And I think for new comedians, and this is why I say I think you're on a good path. I think like uh, I know Isaiah is new to the scene. He's yeah. He's on a good path from what I've been seeing, you know. Um, it, it's more of just like being the individual that you need to be 
And don't try to like, and this is why I think you're fine. Like, don't try to be someone else. You know, yeah. don't, don't don't try to do too much. Yeah. You know, and I hate to say it like this, like keep your head low for a second. Yeah. You know, and then like when you kind of start building a name, like you have a name that's getting built pretty well. Like the podcast helps. You're funny on stage. Like Thanks, you're man. just a genuinely nice person. Thanks, man. Um, yeah. No. Like for example, like, wait. Let me say it like this. The Tulsa community team is very supportive, as you can tell, right? Like, yeah. Uh, I recently had a show at our barn, and my I have a I live on a five acre horse ranch. And um, we have, like, a barn and all that good stuff. So we had a show at the barnyard. Yeah. And one of my things about the show is I always try to have only one white performer per show. So I always have, like, uh, as many people of color, as many queer people. But traditionally, I only have one white person per show. And um, I realized there's a lot more white people <laughs> that do comedy yeah. than I was expecting. So now I'm kind of having, like, this list <laughs> issue, right? Because uh, I'm like, man, I got to start recycling colors now. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But I, I, that to be said is the <laughs> reason that made me legit snort, <laughs> yeah. legit snort. Thank you. I'm that fat. Uh. Um, but I was gonna say, but that is a thing that I pay attention to as like an audience member, yeah. and it's not just me, right? Like for example, like how we talked about Sandra, like Sandra's watching your sets. Uh, yeah. Michael Patton when he's in town yeah. or around about, he's watching your sets. Yeah. So like as a comedian, like those are the things that I think uh, people should keep in mind, especially if you want to grow in this group. Yeah. Is you want to be sure that you're like chill yeah and people like you're approachable like you're approach like you can approach people nicely so like that would be my tip for comedians is like just be a fucking cool person yeah my, my favorite thing ever was there was a there was a guy uh probably about like last year maybe like the end of 2021 and he was a dick like he was just a fucking dick um fuck I, all i remember his name is <laughs> fuck bro everybody said fuck transphobic he was an asshole and uh, the entire comedy scene was like, fuck him. Like, it was yeah. funny. And you know how odd it is to have, like, like think of it like this. And I say this isn't like these people have beefs or anything. It's just a spectrum of comedy. Yeah. For the Roscoe spectrum to the Brett Jeffrey spectrum. Yeah. For that entire spectrum of comedy. Yeah. To be, and, and, like, to be like, fuck you. Fuck yeah. That is the funniest thing to me. Yeah. To see all the comedians. And there's one thing you don't want to be is, like, the person a bunch of comedians hate. Yeah. <laughs> like, if one comedian can't roast you, I promise you the other thousand can. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, that would be my advice. Like, and, and we can segue to the next topic. But yeah, as far as, like, being a new comedian, just, like, be cool. Yeah. Be cool and promise. Like, the, the people will come up to you. Yeah. Yeah, people will come up to you and ask you to be on shows and stuff like that. Or they'll ask you to, like, battle five other white people for a spot on their show. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's, that's something just to kind of keep in mind. That would be my advice. Yeah. I mean, dude, like... <sighs> What was that March when we did the the wedding reception? I think it was. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was the first time I met you, and I met Ethan Sandoval and uh, fucking love him. JB yeah. was up there. Yeah, awesome. Like dude. that. That was the first time meeting. I think the three of you guys, yeah. and like you guys have been in it for a lot longer than I have, and like I was just honored to even be on there and like stuff like that. And I felt like I at least hung, I hung my, you know, hung up, hung with you guys a little bit. Yeah. Like at least like I like I don't know. I just like I was like crap. This is a good stage to have, you know. And I was so new to it. I was like felt honored to be even be selected to be up there with him. You know, I don't know yeah. my friends with Castro and stuff like. It's just, you know, yeah, what I'm no, saying? I it was like, it just, it felt nice. It was like a good, good crowd. Yeah, no, like, you know, I, I know we talked about Kobe earlier, but like one thing about like, <laughs> and I promise like, it, I can't, I can't. You it, tell it, me it, not to make those jokes. I know, I know. I'm trying, and trust me, I'm trying, it's your show, so do you. But like uh, I said, like, when, when, when you learn about like. Um, and you just keep life lighting them over here. I, I just, wow, wow. <laughs> um, but like the one thing you learn about like, where you, like basketball, like I use a lot of basketball or sports as like my references yeah. for things. And, you know, like, when you talk about the GOATs, you have, like, Michael Jordan, Bill Russell, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, um, LeBron James, Magic Johnson, Kobe. Like, yeah. those are going to be those players. 
that doesn't mean there won't be other great players, right? So like there's Kobe never was like be... eighth, like the eighth eight number of blades on the helicopter. Wow, wow, you. We're gonna cancel this episode. I'm going home. No, I'm gonna. Uh, Jerry doesn't know this. Like in the next two weeks, while I'm in California, all jokes about you. All you think I won't learn other congolax just for you? You think I won't learn dragon just to mess with you? You think you uh, would have been happy if you landed in a Laker? That's clever. That was that was. Nah, like uh, I'm not gonna laugh at any yeah. of them. Like <laughs> I'm laughing more of like the anxiety of not laughing. But I yeah. gotta be careful saying the word Laker. That like, that just sounds no. Yeah, you said it with a hard R. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wrong one. <laughs> Available now. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have some great outtakes. Great outtakes. I'm loving. This. I know. Um. Yeah. No. But as far as like when you when you learn about like and this is how I approach comedy is I don't look at it as like uh I look at it as like how. How good can I perform? Yeah. And that's one thing, like, you learn from, like, Kobe and, like, all these great players. Like, in any sport, it's kind of like when you do the best you could do to be a champion, like, that's what you should aim for. So, yeah, like, that, that's kind of, like, how I look at it. I, I forgot how we got to this topic, but... Uh, oh, you're talking about you coming on the stage with us. No, like, if... I, I feel like if you... If you belong there, you belong there. If you feel like you should be up there, you should be up there. Like, there's... I told this to my brother that there's a comedian in Tulsa named Demario Oates. I don't know if you've seen Demario. I haven't. He's fucking huge. And not like us huge. He's like muscle huge. Like he 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 could sit on this couch and take it all up because oh, that fucking buff. Yeah. Fucking huge. And he's funny. But he's also like six three, I think. He's six three buff with dreads. Oh yeah. And I tell people, I'm like, if I was ever his size, I would just bark at people. Like <laughs> fucking BMX just, style. Yeah, just woof, like just for fucking fun. Just woof, woof, like just that's how big he is. Yeah. And uh, I told my brother, I was like, I'm not intimidated that I think Demario is funnier than me, yeah. or that he's like a better comedian or anything like that. But I will say I was slightly like, damn, like shit, like I'm on the same stage with this big ass yeah. bitch, like wow, like and his name is everywhere. And you're like, wow, like you, you think things like that, or like you see, uh, like if I'm on a show and like I see Evan is on there or something yeah. like that, like you you see the names that you're being put with, and you're kind of like, huh, like yeah. I'm really like I'm really here, you know? Like uh, my dad was a professional cowboy, yeah. And when he was about like, he was like seventeen years old. He roped with like all these adults, you know, in rodeos. And my dad was still in high school. Yeah. And all these guys had been roping for like twenty, thirty years, whatever. At this point, and uh, my dad ended up winning the rodeo. And he was like, "Whoa, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm supposed to be here." So yeah. I, I think for you and like any other comedian, like if you have felt like you've put in the work and you're like making a name for yourself, you belong anywhere you want to be. Yeah, because I think like like you got back to like you never want to sound like your inauthentic self, I think the most, the best thing that you can do as a comedian or an entertainer is the audience can call bullshit pretty easily. Oh yeah. They could sniff it out. So if you're not being your authentic self or sounding like the words are coming out of your mouth naturally, they're going to eat you alive. If you don't talk with confidence or yeah. know, like act like you belong there, they're going to be like, what the fuck is this dude I'm doing with the microphone? Why oh, am I paying yeah. attention to you? Yeah. Fuck you. No, 100%. And that's just something that like I've always tried to like keep with myself and as my confidence has kind of grown in my own abilities, stuff like that. And again, I also think back to like that roast night or, you know, like when Josh Wolf came in here and stuff like that. Like I try not to have like an ego about it. I'm not name dropping them. It's more like those are those times where you can like either be like, okay, I'm going to fucking talk about this for the rest of my life mm -hmm. or I can stay humble and use it. Like, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah, and like yeah. I would rather be humble and be like, this is a great experience. I'm like, take value of it and, you know, appreciate it. Yeah. Always appreciate the moment. But Hey, this is still the story. Still, it's still going on. It's not the stop. For you know sure. what I mean? Yeah, and it, you know, like I, I know we talked like before the show. We talked about like you know, you said you weren't religious or anything like yeah. that. Totally fine. 
I, I'm not like a super religious person. Yeah. I do believe in God. I pray, and I think Jesus. Maybe He's the Son. I don't know. We never get the paternal paternity test. <laughs> but uh, get Maury out here. When I, <laughs> no, I got to. You be are Jerry. not the father. It has to be Jerry now. I saw a meme about that. Oh like, yeah, Jerry, Joseph, and God and oh. Jesus. But one of the things I um uh, like one thing I always say is like you know God puts me in place, and uh, as a nerd, I would say this. I look at God the same way I look at the force. Okay. Like the force is like this over this uh omniscient being that we can't see. Yeah. We have to feel it. Like that's it's a tangible kind right, of Right, yeah. right. But it it things happen within the force. Sure. You know, things like that. So that's how I kind of like that's my perception of God. Yeah. Um I feel as if with God, things just happen, life just happens, and the places that you need to be are where you need to be at that time. Yeah. And that has really been like like my life has been full of benefits. Like uh, like I'm leaving this summer to go teach debate all summer. Yeah, and nice. that was just like cool. Like it was cool, and I'm gonna be yeah. going in like San Diego, LA, and Boston for the whole summer. Right? Yeah. And at first, I was kind of like, huh, like, am I really qualified to teach at this camp? Like, I don't yeah. have a college degree, but I've been coaching for all these years. And then uh, in my interview, the guy was like, "Yeah, we want you not to be a junior instructor. You should be a senior instructor." I was like, "Oh, nice. like, yeah, we want you to lead a lab and hold nine yards." And this is like in an interview, and I'm like. And this isn't like a flex or anything like that. It's just kind of like, I got this job without a college degree. Yeah. And all the other senior instructors have college degrees. Yeah. Or they're like coming out of grad programs. Yeah. And we had a big meeting on Zoom because we're all across the country. And man, I'm listening to these people's qualifications. And they're like, yeah, my name is such and such. I'm like a triple, uh, what did they say? Triple major. I'm like, triple? You can go to three? Like, who the fuck goes past? Yeah. Like, I've heard of double. Yeah. I've heard of a minor. So you can get three majors at one time. Yeah. Like, who the fuck has that much time? Um, but you hear that shit, and you're like, oh, I'm in my third year at law school. Oh, I just finished my doctoral program. The third one's always a bullshit degree. It's like Reaganomics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 it's funny because I think I think she mentioned it. It was like two really serious ones. The third one was it's like, always a third bullshit. It was like some weird fucking thing. It was like business management. I was like, but the first one was like law and like social like life or sociology. I was like, what the fuck? You know, that's funny as shit because that third one was a fucking art. I was like, you're just doing that for the fucking flex. At this it's like, point. what do you want to be? I want to be a lawyer. Okay, so I took eight years of business, uh, eight years of you know attorney <laughs> yeah, school, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. I have another degree in business, and then the third one is an 18th century Chinese architecture. Art. Yeah. <laughs> Dead ass. Oh, that's so fucking weird. No, you're too accurate. It's accurate as fuck. But like, w- with all these people having all these like uh, th- th- these accolades, it-, it hit me for a second. Because at first I was like, "Fuck!" Like, am I like actually qual? Yeah. But then I thought about like, I got promoted mid interview. Yeah. And this is like the first time I'm in this. And this is the first interview. And I'm like, no, like my track record stands for itself. I can stand on my own too. Like, there's you know, there's debaters out there that have more wins than I do for sure. You're a master spot. debater. <laughs> Haven't 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 heard that one before. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Right here on Unloading Meat, we have, we master debate. Um, have heard that same joke since I was thirteen years old. When you were masturbating? No. Oh. It was it was actually when I was just only on a speech team. Oh, I thought you were like yeah. actually talking about like jerking off, and that's how you came. Like you were like, I'm a True. master debater, master debater. Um, anyway, <laughs> I've never had a debate girlfriend, which is cool with me. Yeah. Too oh, many arguments. Inflatables? Oh wow, that's funny! Wow, you are quick. I always got ice cream truck. Yeah, we have ice cream trucks like once a day. God, being in a white neighborhood is cool. <laughs> what the fuck? Do that or meth. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's how I always looked at it. Um, I do have a question for you though. Yeah. Yeah, like what's like who was the worst customer you ever had at T-Mobile? I looked at your LinkedIn before I came. Oh, here. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the worst experience I ever had at a T-Mobile. 
Okay, so I had to fire a girl over this. So it's kind of the individual's fault, too. Um, had this customer and wanted an iPhone, and he wanted a specific, like, fucking 256 gig or something like that. And okay. I was in the Bartlesville store, so I had to go to, all the way to the Tulsa store to go pick it up okay. and bring it back. On the way there, he kept calling and calling, asking for, like, a five-minute update, so much so that I missed the gas station, ran out of gas on the in the Wasso on, like, oh, the fucking shit. 169. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I had to, like, hop that white picket fence and go, go buy a gas canister at the O'Reilly's and then walk down to the Quick the Trip and then station. walk back up. And then he was cussing us out because I was late with the fucking phone. Get it all the way there, and he gets the phone. Comes back two days later, and I guess he gave the girl who was a uh, the girl that was my employee. Yeah. He knew her in real life. He gave her a bad survey because of the wait time, huh. and she chewed his ass out on Messenger. Like, why the fuck would you affect my job like this? Because we went all the way to Tulsa. Like, she cheered his ass out. Yeah. But technically, that's an employee chewing out a customer in Facebook Messenger. Mm. He screenshot it and turned it into T-Mobile corporate. Mm. And so I got under review. She got under review. Everything. And so I get back to the fucking the, the store. I end up having to fire her. Wow. And then her mom comes up to the fucking store and starts throwing a fit to me and the assistant manager. And the assistant manager wasn't there. So she went to the assistant manager's house and started knocking on her front door, cussing her out about Holy firing her fuck. daughter. All because this dude. And then two days later, he returned the phone. He didn't like it anyway. You know, the thing I, I, I Googled this on the way here. Yeah. I didn't realize, like, I didn't realize one, like, again, I did not know Bartles Hill was this yeah. fucking gorgeous. This is really pretty out here. Yeah. I did not realize there's only 37,000 people out here. Yeah. Meaning you all know each other. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it's fucking wild. Yeah. Like, how is the city so pretty? And there's only like. So, you want to know why? So, this city is the home headquarters of, of Conoco Phillips. That's right. It's oil money here. Yeah. So, like, Phillips 66 and Phil, Frank Phillips, this, his, his mansion's in this town. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the what's his name made it? Frank uh, Phillips. Uh, Phil, uh, or no, like, so the Price Tower is Frank Lloyd the Wright. Yeah, okay. So we had an architect build that skyscraper there. Yeah. But, like, yeah, uh, because of the oil money. Skyscraper's a strong word. Yeah, tower. <laughs> they call it a skyscraper. They call it Bartlesville skyscraper. It's the one tower, and it's, like, five stories. <laughs> you know, in Oklahoma, back yeah. in Tulsa, we have the, the same one made by the guy who made the ones from 9-11. So, yeah. So we have a real skyscraper. 9-13. 9-13. <laughs> you know what's so funny? Like, sorry to segue. You know when 9-11 happened, like, they were worried about the Tulsa, like, the BOK Tower? Yeah. Because they were like, you know it's made by the same person. And I was like, that'd be fucking hilarious if terrorists cared about architecture <laughs> that Wikipedia. much. Yeah, like, they're like, no, it is not because of an American greed. It is because of Frank Lloyd Wright. And they come and, like, destroy the Price Tower. Uh, the, the guy who created this, the uh, tower, BOK Tower, is a Japanese guy. I can't say his name correctly. But, like, yeah, we hate him as an architecture. Destroy his shit. I think that would be, like, the better way to be a terrorist versus, like, ideological bullshit. What like, I'm thinking is, like, they fucking, like, they just say architecture. They Wikipedia uh, the 9 11. The, the <laughs> God damn, this is horrible. Yeah. They, they uh, Wikipedia the World Trade Center and they scrolled all the way to the bottom and then they got that fucking thing that was like, if you enjoyed this, you might like. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, that'd be the worst way to be a terrorist is off of suggestions. That's yeah. funny as shit. Yeah, no, that's that always cracks me up because I'm like, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure Al Qaeda was worried yeah. about conservative leaning Tulsa. Yeah, yeah. wasn't David Tell talk about like you know like the one place you never have to go is like a bus. Worry about is a bus station because it already looks like a bomb went off there. Yeah, oh, <laughs> man, that's funny as shit. No, but to back to the point about like Bartlesville, like uh, with your customer. No, I was just curious. Like I was driving through and I was like, okay, because. I, have you ever been to like Fayetteville? Yeah, yeah, or not Fayetteville, but like Little Rock and those little. Mm -hmm. areas. Like, I was like, wow, this is like driving through that. Like, this yeah. is like really fucking pretty through here. Like, yeah, y'all have a downtown. I was like, wow, this might be like my new favorite suburb of Tulsa. It's a bunch of rich old white people. Yeah, I've seen, yeah, um, I drove through the mansions and shit. I was like, holy shit. Put it this way, our mall. We have a Mar Bartlesville Mall. Get the fuck um, out. It has a full fledged mall. It's been here since I was a little kid. Get the fuck um, out. There's only like three or four stores that are never going to close in there, and one of them is Dillard's. Because Dillard's owns its own building on the side of the mall. And so if the rest of the mall gets sold, Dillard's still stays there. You know what's crazy? We were talking about that with Promenade today. Really? 
Because uh, my dad and I were talking about like uh, online shopping. Yeah. And I and I have old parents, so I look at things in a very old ass lens. Yeah. I don't really get online shopping unless it's just like very specific. I'm like, kind of the same way. Yeah, like I, I prefer to go to a store, check shit out. Like I um, bought a laptop charger, but all the laptop chargers I found in per- in store were like forty bucks. Yeah. Online, found one for like fifteen. Yeah. So like shit like that, I get. Yeah. But we were talking about like stores closing, and I was like, it's amazing to me that like Penny's closed. Yeah. At Promenade. Yeah. But Dillard's is still there. Yeah. Like that's so fucking crazy. But that that might make more sense. Well, they might Dillard's the is thing. an upscale place, and a lot of rich old white people love there. Yeah, yeah but I'm like, how many people can be there so much? Like, dude, like, so my ex wife worked there. Yeah. And she got insanely well paid from the tips from old people and stuff because it's a different generation that shop there. Yeah. So they're used to like, you know, you go there to a, a fancy uh, department store and you have like somebody wait on you and like, oh, you need this size and this size and That's this true, size. Yeah. So they're used to that old stuff. Kind of like if you like, if you ever watch Mad Men or something like that and they mm-hmm. have like yeah. the old department stores and they have like assistants help you with your clothes and like stuff like Sears. that. Sears. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like that. Yeah. But like it's Diller still think does that. Sears that. used to be a powerhouse. But Diller still does that. Yeah. And like, those old white women eat that shit up, so they'll tip you 20, 30 bucks just for like checking them out and stuff like That's that. That's crazy. Yeah, see, I have a homeboy. He's a manager at Dillard's, and he yeah. gets paid pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just one of those things. Like, it just, because I, I think, in my theory, I'm like, JCPenney's is so cheap. Yeah. You would just think that it's constantly busy, like, it yeah. would make enough money. But yeah, no, nah, Penny's closed first. I was like, yeah. wow, it's fucking wild. Well, like, you know, with this stuff, um, there yeah, are he, st- there are things that I've bought online because they're online, online exclusives, like retail right, exclusives. For sure, for sure. But 90% of the time, the point of all this is that I, I love the thrill of the hunt. Yeah. Like, there's some joy about going to a random Walmart or Target. Like, I lo- one of my favorite things when I was a district manager was driving to Louisiana, Texas, stuff like that, and go to a random GameStop. And that's how I found that Leonardo up there. Hell yeah. Like, just being like, oh, I found that fine. That, that fucking endorphins oh, kick in. Have you ever been to the GameStop in, uh, or not GameStop, the vintage stock in Springfield? No. Oh. I've only been to Oklahoma Games. Oh, you're, you're fucking missing out, bro. It's like the size of like a movie theater. Nice. Yeah, it's fucking huge. I like, want to go because like there's a so like I model a lot of my comedy off of like, you know, independent wrestlers are kind of similar to stand up comedians, I think. Oh, for sure. Um I'm a big a pro wrestling guy. Yeah, they have a walk in, they have a character that they play. Yeah. yeah. The only difference is like maybe some more injuries, but yeah. But they're also they're touring and they're hustling, they're making their own merch. They're trying yeah. to like get their self their name out there and they're hustling on like social media and vlogs and stuff like that. They don't get paid that well. Yeah. And yeah. so like a lot of times they're doing it for a handshake and a hot dog. Yeah. That's the whole just like us. Yeah, that makes sense. Um and you know, sometimes you're doing live improv work and crowd work and stuff like that with people. Um, but like, I'm very inspired by people like there's a guy named Ethan Page from AEW and he does traveling vlogs and every city he goes to, he takes the wrestlers and they go on toy hunts hmm. and he does vlogs and he gets a huge amount of following from that. Cause people just want to see this guy go to Target stuff who, and go, don't even vlog. Who, who, who was that little kid? I don't, I, you know, I'm not like a little kid. Like Ryan and YouTube. all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like Ryan's toys. Yeah. Like that fucker, like, well, I'll say fuck, he's like a child, but you know, by this kid. age, he's like 19. Oh, okay. Yeah, that fucker. He, um, <laughs> he, he, he used to just open toy boxes. Yeah. One, the idea of. Box opening is fucking crazy yeah. to me. Like, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? That's it's such a like, wild it's, ass concept to me. But like, that's the 2023 like argument of like the same people who were like back in the day were like, I just don't understand people watching people play games on Twitch. Yeah, oh, you know what I mean. But, like, but see, I can get that because I think it's like I, I don't know about you, but like as a kid, when you like hung out at your friend's yeah. house, if your friend only had one controller, what were you doing anyway? You're watching, or if you're playing like one per, like yeah. you know, some games were only one player. Yeah, like before they came out, a lot of multiplayer yeah. shit. So yeah, like I, to me, I can understand watching someone else play a game because you're like, yeah. holy shit, you're really good at this. You know, yeah. like watching them play a sport. But yeah, the unboxing thing always cracks me up. You want to know the uh, saddest part about that? What's that? If you watch any like, because you know I have two kids. Yeah, and you know my youngest daughter's six, and she watches those YouTube videos all the time. They come up on. Sure. Feed and stuff like that 
Um, like there's a there's a YouTube channel called like Corridor Crew. They do like visual effects and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had a child psychologist come in and like kind of research some of those videos. And like, dude, you know, like a lot of, you know, what kids watch those unboxing videos? It's because like poor kids. It releases the endorphins like you're actually getting the toy. No shit. Damn, that's like really sad. It's very sad, right? Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's like sad as shit. That's some dark shit, right? Yeah, holy it, fuck. I always, so like, I love the Animaniacs on the It's up. this funny, though. It's, that, yeah, it's very funny. It's like this funny. Um, Did you watch the Animaniacs growing up? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. They had this, they always had these, like these short stories in between all of those skits that uh-huh. were like really meaningful. Yeah. And they had one about like the Christmas toy or something like that. It was like the gold wrapper. And it followed this like little piece of uh, wrapping paper that was gold from like a Dillard's department store for a toy. And the kid didn't fucking care about it and just trash it and threw it in the trash. And it follows the story of this wrapping paper going from like this Ritz family that throws it in the trash to like this homeless family digging in the trash outside. And the dad's looking for something to wrap this old broken like toy soldier up for his kid for Christmas. And he finds this little piece of golden paper and he wraps it up all nice. And the kid like keeps it in his pocket and like it's part of him now. Yeah. And that was the end of the story. It's like it like meant something to that kid oh, more. Yeah. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, damn, damn, the dad couldn't even afford wrapping paper. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, like seriously though, like that's just, shit gets you know, deep like sometimes. Yeah, no, it doesn't. You know, that's why I say like what we were talking about earlier, like, you know, talking to the audience. It's amazing. just like the human story. And that's kind of one of the reasons like, I, 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 you know, when I turned before I was 25, I, I wasn't like suicidal. Yeah. But I was definitely like every year I'd be like, mm, maybe this is the year, yeah. you know? Yeah. After 25, I was like, Nah, I'm good now. <laughs> like, Insurance is cheaper. Yeah, yeah I was like, you know, <laughs> when I hit 25, I was like, when I turned 25, I was like, bro, I'm at already a quarter. Fuck. Might as well just fucking ride it out, see how long this bad boy, this machine is gonna hold on. But car insurance know? does have no idea how many fucking suicides they can prevent if they just lower it down to 24. <laughs> oh, you can say it's progressive. <laughs> it's progressive. progressive. It's progressive. <laughs> oh god. Oh, I'm on one. Uh, so we uh, State but, Farm. So, oh. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we're in all good hands. Uh, <laughs> all state. Yeah. Uh, Oh god, we're yeah, this is a fun episode. Yeah, thank I, you, man. Yeah. No, this is really fun to do. I I I'm not much, you know, I, I don't I don't really listen to a whole bunch of podcasts, but I like being on them just cuz it's fun, but Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm excited to like and I, I say this not to be like I don't uh, it's just my my ADHD. I just don't yeah. focus very well. Um, well, but, um can I tell you like so like I've told a couple people on here like uh-huh. this is by design why I have this as a of the set. Yeah. So my goal is I want this to be kind of be overwhelming. Like how many figures and stuff you're seeing, like you're like the imagination is going wild. Yeah, no, it's perfect. Because yeah. my thoughts are, if you're distracted by that, you're not paying attention to the cameras or the lights or what I'm doing over here. Yeah. And ninety percent of the time, it works. Yeah, no, no. And I can have a real conversation. We're just chatting for sure because you're not even paying attention to this shit. No, it's a good setup. No, like seriously, it is. Like, um, yeah, like I, I thank you, man. Like, I'm not again. I'm trying to be humble about it. I don't it, think but. you realize like how bad I want to rob you. Like, <laughs> yeah, like just like if I was like 13, bro, I would have definitely slid one of these things in my pocket and like, bounced out. <laughs> Hey, I'll bring Never out. I'll bring out Thor's axe. Okay, I got it over there. I'm screaming. Oh, is it like the one with the Groot yeah. handle? Oh, I, I got uh, all those. Well, like I got what Thor's. is it called? Mornings, not uh, mornings, uh, 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 bright. Da- Damn it! Oh, oh uh, are gonna be mad Mjolnir and uh, uh, fucking. Uh, it is a cool ass name. Um, too. Uh, God damn it! No, just Google it. Unless you just have this much pride. Um, not Kingslayer. It's uh, uh it's something. It's fit for a king. Peter Dinklage fucking called it. Now it's gonna bother the shit out of me. I thought it was called after the stars. They're not like um, well, the dwarf star was. That's where they made it. Oh, that's right, they made it. After um, the star. Uh, oh god, yeah. Just yeah, we just had to take the L and Google it. It's okay. It happens. I don't know why I keep wanting to say is it called Morning Glory. 
Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker, that's right. Well, there's two different versions of RC. I didn't know that. I didn't know there was a green RC. Um, that would be Chromia. Oh. There's a whole th- there's three of them, and I don't have the red one there. Uh, oh. Actually, yeah, I do. Uh, up at the top of the red one. Oh, no shit. I didn't know there's that many Lady Transformers. Yeah, um, they came out later. Yeah, see, the only one I knew was RC. Uh, so, like, they came out with a Transformers movie. There was no female Transformers until the 86 movie. Yeah, I have it. Yeah, it's a great well, movie. I still have VHS. I still, um... It takes place in 2005. So, I wish I still had it. So, like, behind my unloading meat banner, I have that poster. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Optimus Prime shooting up the... Or not Optimus. Is, uh, 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 it's not Ultra. Ultra uh, Magnus. No. Uh, uh, Hot Rod? No, who comes after... Who who gets the all spark after Optimus Prime? Because it's, like, a really fucking random, like... It's Hot Rod. He becomes uh, uh, Rodimus Prime. That's right. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, the guy in the frames right there. Yeah, yeah, with the flames, right? Because he had the little kid who was like his best friend. Yep. Yeah, and then he had the little transformer suit, which still biologically makes no sense to me. Yeah. The little like mecha I have suits. it up there on top of the Dinobot. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, no, the mecha suits for the humans and transformers never biologically. My favorite part of that is like the transformers in the movie. They're like, he's like, I don't know how to transform. And they're just like, just do it. And they just leave him. Yeah, they, they just, just leave him. He's like trying to struggle through. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know why. The, I'm so happy you brought up this movie because we. I don't feel like this movie doesn't get talked about enough. It's a funny ass movie. Yeah. Like, dare to be stupid. It, 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 the, the part that always cracks me up is the metal piranhas. Oh, yeah. The, when, uh, um, uh, the, the, Piranacons or yeah. yeah, and they're Shark- like in the water, Sharktacons, yeah, and they're in the water doing the whole thing, and then the one where they drop the old dude in there yeah. and they eat him up, and I'm like, who the fuck came? Up? Like, okay, I will also say because I want to end this end the show on more nerdy shit. We talked about I'm gonna enough. Keep talking. Yeah, the other thing too, like I truly enjoy. Like I wasn't alive it. at this time. I am a huge fan of like '80s cartoons. This is how cool Hasbro does. Pull that leg. Pull the leg. Pull. So remember when he gets taken apart by the Shockercons? Oh, that's right. He's a fully transformable guy, but you can take the limbs off, and then you can have Hot Rod repair him with his torch. That's funny. They fucking went to that much detail. That's hilarious. That's the old and thing. you know what's crazy? Only we know about it, because yeah. we have to see the movie. Like, you have to see yeah. the movie to understand the references. But that's funny as shit. Like, Just you, little details like that they put in the figure. That's like, hilarious. You know who my, uh, my favorite, and we were talking about villains earlier. Yeah. My favorite villain, one, I think Palpatine is the greatest fictional villain of all time. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll think about like how good of a manipulator this man was. Like, well, until the- Palpatine <laughs> is the greatest groomer of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, if you really. Besides take, Jared. Um, besides Jared, yeah, besides Jared. But, like, if you really take, like, Palpatine into, like, a, 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 a lens and think Anakin <sighs> was a child. I'm just saying, I can't. I, you had me until the current, the newest trilogy. No, no, no. I'm kind of hoping that they pulled, like, you remember, like, so you're nerdy. If, if, they, can white, if they can whitewash Legends. Yeah, if they, if they can Disney-fy and say, oh, the old canon is Legends now. Fuck no. They you can. Know, you they know what can, I think they're going to do? It's the nerdiest thing ever, but if they do it, it's the only, only thing to redeem it. Did you watch Star Wars Rebels? Yeah, fucking loved it. Remember when they saved Ahsoka through the time jump? Yes. What and if they then, do that with Rey? Because they've already announced that Rey's coming back. Yeah, but she's uh, I'm gonna say it like this, bro, and I, I say this full heartedly. It's Disney. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is Disney like Disney ruined Power Rangers. They're gonna ruin Star Wars. The fact that Marvel is still somewhat holding yeah. afloat, it's amazing. But um. Star but Wars is I will good. say, like, I mean, the Star Wars series are good. Like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Clone Wars, all those. Like, Mandalorian's good. Yeah, but the movies, the movies. The movies, yeah. Yeah, the movies are ass. 
Um, yeah, agreed. Yeah. So, like, I, my only thoughts are is I think with them pushing Ahsoka so hard and going back with the, the time jump of bringing back Thrawn and Ezra, mm-hmm. they're going to do something with the timeline. They're going to bring in... The, the, I swear to God, if Star Wars gets into the multiverse bullshit, I'm going to be so I'm just bad. saying, like, if, did you watch the latest season of uh, Mandalorian? Yeah. They already showed the purple. That's true. And those are the time jumping fucking whales. See what I'm saying, bro? I swear to God, if Star but Wars you, gets into this multiverse <laughs> shit, I'm going to be so happy but so e- mad at the same time. Everything... Star. Is so like it's funny like my daughter's getting a little older. I'm showing her uh, certain episodes of South Park. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, there's some way I, I skip because they know they're yeah, a little yeah. vulgar stuff. But like, for the most part, there's clever writing sometimes. Also, very impressed that you skip over the vulgar stuff. Well, like if it's like very like a lot of cum jokes and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Like there's a whole fucking episode where a police detective is just getting posing as a prostitute and he's just getting uh-huh. cum in the entire time. Uh-huh. Like I want to skip that episode for my 12 year old daughter, 13 year old daughter. You know what I mean? Shout like, out to Jared for being a good dad. Not that I thought you were a shitty dad or anything like well, that. Well, like, here's my philosophy of parenting. I've yeah. never been one of those parents who's like, leave it up to the schools to teach your kids. Or yeah. like, my thoughts are, if I tell my parent, my kids, hey, don't watch that, what are they going to do in secret? Go, go watch it. But if they're like, hey, I'm curious about South Park, and I watch it with them, and I educate them about it, and I kind of tone down certain scenes or something like that, kind of like how a parent back in the day would watch an R-rated R movie with a kid. For sure. Hey, c- cover your eyes when the boobs pop out. Yeah. But they're still watching the movie, and they they have questions about it, and you're there to fucking guide them. Yeah, no, like, the the reason I'm really impressed by that, because, like, when I was a kid, I was a single child for both of my homes, right? Like, my all my siblings were, like, 18 years older than me. Yeah. So when I was a kid, like, my mom and I, I, oh, dude, Blazing Saddles was my favorite movie when I was, like, seven. Oh, I love that fucking movie. So, like, you know, I grew up watching all of these, like, watching stand-up, all, like, any kind of X-rated things I got to watch. Yeah. And my mom was cool about it, because she was, like, like you said... Would talk me through what these things were. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm probably like the only kid who was in fourth grade that went home excited to watch Law and Order SVU. Yeah. On like TNT, right? Yeah. Or USA. I think it might have been on USA. But it was just one of those things where like I think that's really fucking cool. And as a teacher, like someone who works in education, appreciate that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You'd be amazed, like especially like how like fucking like the the. the... Well, how many kids go to school these days wearing a Breaking Bad shirt and they have never watched the show? No, they have no idea what the fuck it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And my daughter's like, because I go by good writing, I, you know, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul are some of the best written shows I've ever seen. Yeah, for sure. Um, I show her through that, but even then, I, I'm like, I don't need to go through the fucking sex scenes or like that with her, but like, she's curious about what Breaking Bad is and the, the things. Yeah, you walk through it. Yeah. I walk through it, and like at the end of the day, she's like, this is a really well written show. I'm like, yeah, it's very well written. It's real. And like, and like she's seeing this stuff. And like, yeah. and I think having that, like, understand, like, you know, I, and I say this. To, and this isn't to like ruffle feathers, be no. anything. It's just kind of like I don't think kids get enough of a worldview enough yeah. at times, and the world is so much bigger than it's hard to fathom. Hey guys, this episode is not brought to you by a mobile game like Best Fiends. You know, it's like friends, but take out that R. Well, they're they trying to say the R's for like is, is the R word? Is it an R word? Can, can we say R word? Can we hint at the word? Re- Take out the R. Oh, fiends, friend. That's fucking retarded. Um, but no, seriously, look, this puppy just showed up at my house. It's a little cattle dog, not a big dog. Um, we call her Onion. I'll even bring her to you. I can't do it right now. I'm poor, man. That's I don't have time for the dog. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm tight right now. It's all good. But like, like for right now, like, I, like eventually, I think down at the end of the year, we're gonna get a dog. Uh, my still need to fix my backyard too because my backyard's nuts. Oh yeah, Onion will get out. That's uh, how she ended up at my house. She got out of somebody's yard. Yeah, I gotta. I'm gonna go buy some like, railroad ties and put them all the way around my fence. Cause yeah. I have a backyard, but like it has holes underneath the fence. For sure, for sure. So I thought about a whole bunch of railroad ties if yeah. I'm just putting those around. And cow dogs are smart as shit. Like yeah. they'll figure out how to get out. Yeah. My last dog, I had a I had a basset hound slash bird dog mix. Oh yeah. He, he was basically a basset hound looked like a dalmatian. Oh, that's cute. And then I had a ankles and everything out. Yeah, like he was short. Like, he was yeah. short, like stumpy. Yeah. 
Um, but he would point like a bird dog. Love that. And uh, then I had a Yellow Lab. And the Yellow Lab was the best dog I ever fucking had. Yeah. That was a $50 dog I got from Kansas. And wow. that dog was intelligent, well-tempered, the kindest fucking dog I've yeah. ever met. Did you get it? Okay, so you said you had for that long. You know, I saw this thing the other day about um, about dogs. And it was talking about uh, like the dog that you get in your 20s is like yeah. your best friend of all yeah. time. And I got my... So I had a dog in high school named Tinker. And I love Tinker. Like I cry when Tinker passed yeah. away. But the dog I got at 20, his name is Kunta Homeless. Well, Kun- Homeless is his middle name. Kunta is his first name. Of course. Um, but I just say both because it's interchangeable whenever I talk yeah. about him. So like the thing about Homeless is like... I'm hoping you never whip that dog. No, 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 okay. no. He's good. No, Homeless Homeless is like the weirdest. Like he's, he, he, he's, Homeless is like the only thing I think outside of my father who just has this mythos around him in my life. Like, I've never met a dog with a mythos. Yeah. And I say this not to, like, flex about my dog, brag about my dog. You know how people, like, brag, like, oh, my kid's cooler than your kid. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that about Kunta. Like, there aren't, there's a million dogs and billions of dogs out there that are awesome. But, like, the thing about Kunta is just kind of, like, he has his own lore. And it doesn't, ha- it doesn't have to do anything with me. Yeah. One day, so, like, I said, I live on five acres. And so, whenever the mail truck comes, it drives down my road. And he'll, like, run and chase it. Yeah. And that's just his thing. Like, every year since he was a puppy, that's what he's done. Yeah. And we got a new male lady a few years ago. She was a black lady. So I got run out to the truck to tell her, like, hey, he's used to the other male lady who's been doing this for him, like, for years now. Yeah. And so she's, like, petting him. And I was like, oh, thank God. Like, she knows he's cool, you know? Yeah. I was like, hey, this is my dog. His name is Kunta. Like, he's actually really sweet. She goes, oh, this is Kunta. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, how do you know? So I'm, like, asking her, like, yeah, this is my dog. And she was like, oh, thank God. I'm like, well, now I'm, like, confused, you know? Yeah. And she was like, I'm happy that, because where I live, like I said, it's a horse ranch. Yeah. So, like, you don't, and some people, you'd be amazed how many times black people, like, or white, specifically white people, don't believe I live there. Like, police, I've called the police to call, like, about gunshots and shit. Come to my house and will question if I live in my own house, right? Yeah. Crazy shit. What's the, uh, there's a black guitarist, um, that lives in Texas. Uh, he did the Justice League theme. Um, oh yeah, and he got questioned at his house. Yeah, yeah. and he had a whole song about that. Yeah, no, it's crazy. You'd be um, amazed. You'd be yeah. amazed how many times, like you know, it, it's 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 funny when you see it on the news. When it happens to you in real life, you're like, oh shit, like yeah. this fucking like wow. Uh, but yeah, like, like she saw homeless and she saw this. And she was like, I didn't know black people lived here. We're like, yeah. She was like, oh, I was just happy white people didn't have a dog named Kunta. Uh, oh. For for those who do not know, Kunta Kente is the name of a famous slave in the book Roots. Yeah, that's why I didn't want to do any Roots. Yeah. <laughs> funny enough, Roots is a historical fiction. Fun yeah. fact for you. Didn't they remake it like a couple years ago? They or did. Like it was really good. It was a good remake. But yeah, just for fun fact, Alex Haley lied about a little bit, a little smidges about his family's history. So historical fiction technically is the genre of roots. Yeah. Very wild. But that to say about Kunta is the fact that the news lady or the, the male lady yeah. knew who he was because they talk about him so much at the post office about how good of a dog he is. Oh. So now we have another male guy. And this one's a guy. And he brings him treats. Nice. So now it's just this thing where, like, the local post office has a cool thing about Kunta. My dog also, like, the five acres isn't enough land for him to roam. So he just goes off. Yeah. And I had a friend who, so I live on street. I had a friend who lived on, like, One day, my friend calls me. It's, like, 9 o'clock in the morning. I'm going out to let the horses out of the barn. I'm petting Kunta. I get a call. Hey, man, is Kunta back in your yard? Yeah, he's right here. Where else would he be? Oh, well, I saw him down by my house, so I gave him a ride back to your house. You gave him a ride? He's, he's like, yeah. So it's funny. I didn't know this until like a few weeks ago. He actually had a video of it on Snapchat, and he like shared it because, you know, it does like the timeline or, yeah. you know, flashback thing. 
And there's a video of him like going, come on, Kunta. And Kunta's in this middle of this parking lot, just gets in the car and he drops him off in my house. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know? And it's shit like <laughs> yeah. that. Did you just like, like, uh, it's a lady who keeps a horse at her house and she dog grooms. So for like, to because she's like family friend. Point is she's, she's like family to us. Yeah. She'll like take my dogs and groom. Even though my dogs are outdoor dogs, they'll still get groomed because, yeah. you know, we fancy like that. Yeah. Um, but she like groomed him. And now she'll like bring him back and she'll tell me, she's like, oh, everyone at the at the, at the the groomers, they love Kunta. Like, is it? I'm just like, so now, you know, they only see him like maybe twice, three times a year maybe. Yeah. But every time they see Kunta, oh, it's our favorite dog. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, and the way I got this dog, I'm sorry, I really like to talk about Kunta. Dude, you're good. He, he's a fucking enigma. The way that I got this dog, shit you not, my dog died in high school. I paid $25 and traded a red PlayStation God of 3 edition for him. Oh, I remember the red God of War 3 edition. And it had yeah. the slide top. Yep. Yeah, I traded that for him because I was originally going to pay for it. Yeah. But I bought it off a pawn store and I paid for it. I, I traded that because the girl wouldn't take, uh, I, I offered my laptop as collateral. And I was like, yo, let me just cut some more yards. I'll pay you for it. Yeah. So she didn't take that. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just trade the PlayStation 3. I really play video games like that any fucking yeah. way. No big deal. And $25 cash, that's good enough. Yeah. Traded those things to her. We shook hands, which, like, you know, legally for me, that's the that's the end of a deal. You yep. know, I don't know if you ever saw Django. Of course you have. Yeah. yeah. Django, you know, here in this county, we shake hands. That was hands, so right? funny in theaters. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, no, that was the most, ex- like, you could have said that was a fucking 3D or something like that because yeah. Django in theaters was an experience Dude. because... I was like one of the few white couples in there. Mm-hmm. And then like every white person, whenever that, that word would go out or anything that happened in that movie, it was like every white person would look at the black people in the crowd and be like, am I allowed to laugh? Okay. <laughs> laugh. <laughs> There's a delayed laugh from the white group. It's funny. I got to see, I remember I saw it in Chicago. It was me, my aunt, and my mom. The three of us went to go see it, but we were also on the South side. So we didn't get to see yeah. it. Yeah. We didn't get that. That's funny. I didn't think about looking at white people, but, um, but yeah, no, but back, back to Kuntu, I like shaking hands so the deal was over. And so, like, he's in the car and he's like a puppy. Like, Kuntu was like in my hand. He was so tiny. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking around and I don't see any other dogs at this house. Like, no dogs. So I'm like, where the fuck did this dog come from? So I asked him, like, yo, like, how'd you get this dog? Yeah. Oh, we found him. I was like, did I just, I just give away shit for a stray? Like, now I'm kind of yeah. hot. Yeah. But now I got the dog, you know? So I'm like, fuck it. So. I take the dog home and like at first I didn't like him because he would like just yap. Yeah. And cow dogs are yappers, like especially as puppies. You're just he, sitting over there like I should have been fucking playing God yeah. of War three. I mean, damn! Oh, I was so fucking mad. I was so mad. But I will say, and again, like back to our conversation about like how just God just does things and you just kind of go fuck yeah, like karma. Is, yeah. Some people call it karma. Like the PlayStation three that I had sold her, including the controller, was broken. Like, the little door, it slid closed, but you had to kind of, yeah, you know, the little motor was a little off, and the control of the analog joysticks didn't work, so I think I think we we, we paired up even. I think it cleared up even, you know? Yeah. But I always tell, and so she, she messaged me several That's times. That's a hell of a barter. Oh, man, you know, I, I think I won, and because uh, I'm sure she doesn't have the PlayStation 3 anymore. No. So, sadly, I still have the dog. It's PlayStation yeah. 2 and a half. So, <laughs> <laughs> so she had messaged me, I mean, this woman would message me several times, like, How's my dog? Where's my dog? Like, and I'm like, yo, here's my address. Come get him. Bring yeah. back the twenty five dollars and the PlayStation three with the controller and the. I think I, I don't think I gave her any games, but I was like, just bring that shit back. We'll call it even. Well, here we are, eight years later. Um, my dog has been on NPR. 
<laughs> he's he's going to be in some commercials. He's in like TV shots. Because like, like I said, on a horse ranch, people like to come out, like recently have been coming to want to film stuff at my house, like with the horses and yeah. stuff. And this fucker doesn't believe in like, he he's he's the star. Yeah. So anytime there are people at the house, he has to be in the circle. Yeah. So, and he's like, and I always have this rules. Like, like if you had a dog and I believe this in anyone's house, the dog lives here. I don't. Yeah. So if you come to my house and the dog's hanging out with us, it's only me who's going to be like, hey, bro, you got to get out of here. Yeah. Besides that, he's with us. He, yeah. This is where he lives. You know, he knows this shit better than y'all do. Yeah. So uh, w- with homeless, it's just one of those things where I never thought, and like we talk about having your first dog, especially in your 20s, it, it's been something else to kind of look back and be like, wow, what a fucking dog. Like, yeah. what, it, it, it hits me how much he really has impacted my life. Yeah. You know, he uh, he can jump over fences. Yeah. He uh, likes to ride on the back of tractors. He, he We have like a little four by four he likes to ride on. And just like, what the fuck goes through your brain? I, I come from a divorced home. Yeah. And uh, I'm my mom's only child. And my dad's other kids, uh, they're like 18 years. Like, I have two biological siblings. And my dad just adopted a whole bunch of dudes. Uh, I, say, <laughs> yeah, I say it like that, but that's what they are. The cowboys. It's like me on Grinder. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's, that makes you a sugar dad if you're adopted. <laughs> Diabetes. <laughs> no, seriously. So, um, but yeah, like my parents, my parents got divorced when I, they, they split when I was born, really. And then got divorced. Their divorce was finalized when I was about three. Yeah. So I've never known two parents in a household. Yeah. So that's actually been a benefit. You know, like some people yeah. have divorced parents and it's like weird because dad or mom has to leave the house and then everyone's yeah. going to stay in there. So thank God my parents were like, let's, let's yeah. knock this shit out quickly. Yeah. So, um, but my parents were so good in public together. Even my best friend didn't know my parents were divorced until he came to spend the night really? in the house. Oh, shit, you not. He was like, yo, where's your, where's your mom at? Yeah. And I was like, home? Because to me, it was still like an odd thing for someone to ask. I'm like, yeah. she's at home. Fuck yeah. you mean? He's like, what do you mean she's at home? Like, we're at your house. I'm like, yeah, she's at her house, you yeah. know? So, but I, I tell my friends now, because now my friends are starting to have kids, and some of them, you know, like, I have some friends who, they they get they don't get along with their exes, their baby mamas, whatever. Yeah. And I'm really happy for my friends who, like, have a partner, who well, have a, have a co-parent that they can be, like, yeah. dependent well, with. Well, at the end of the day, it's not the kid's fault. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I'm happy that I have friends who are, like, mature enough, because I have some, I have heard some stories and man, it is just like baffling yeah. how shitty like fucking parent like a, a parent can be. Yeah, you know, like I mean, it just blows. And you know, and I know humans are humans. Like you know, at twenty seven, my dad and I went to therapy like a few weeks, a few months ago. But the thing is, my dad and I didn't have to go to therapy because of our relationship. Yeah, we just went for like a cool little check in thing, you know. Yeah, but it was just kind of like man, the the fact that I have that privilege. Yeah. To have a parent who's down to do, like, and it was his idea. Yeah. So, like, to have that is like awesome. Yeah. Because I feel like I feel so bad when I hear people tell me stories about their parents. I'm like, damn, like y'all's parents, like, and not to be mean, it's just y'all parents fucking suck. Like, you know, I, 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 and maybe because like just like the world I have grown up in, yeah. Just never feel like you really need to have like you know a marriage or, or you know, yeah. it, just to be a good parent. Like being a good parent doesn't de- de- determine like how good of a like. Um, what relationship you're in at all? Well, what I look, uh, it dawned on me, especially when I went to therapy, you know, towards the end of my last divorce, you know, therapy a lot, saved a lot of stuff and, you know, kind of put, it helped me connect the dots a lot of stuff and my stuff. Mm-hmm. 
dealt with my sexuality and stuff like that. Because I, like, I, I, I'm a very shame driven individual. Yeah. Um, I was sexually Slut. assaulted from my best friend I'm when sorry. I was. Oh no, and no. Then you just went right into it. I'm so sorry. I'm it's so good. It's sorry. Good. Oh, and here I am. We can retake that. I was just on the hill <laughs> talking about how bad, and then. I thought you were going to get into a kink thing. I am no, so well, I mean, sorry. Well, I mean, I do love giving blow head now. but um, yeah, yeah, no, so sorry. No, but so no, no. Sorry. Like When I was a teen, that, that, that's kind of my thing with religion. Is like my best friend forced me to blow him. And like yeah. his, him and his mom with the church kind of helped like shame me. Like, hey, if no one's going to believe you because you're not in our church kind of thing. Like, Holy fuck. So that's why my religion thing is like I dealt with shame for like, my, for like 20 years kind of thing. Like my yeah. whole body and everything just I'm wired for shame. Yeah. Um, I didn't deal with my sexuality for 20 years, you know, and I was suicidal twice and stuff like that. And uh Therapy helped me deal with that shit, but what I was getting at was, what were we talking about? We were talking about like you know growing as adults and having when you have parents who are supportive. Oh and yeah, things like that. Yeah. So what I was getting at was therapy really made me collect this dot that our parents were just kids growing up trying to do the best they could. Yeah. Like th- just because they had a certain age limit, like you know I'm 34, getting maybe 35. That's around the time my parents had me. Yeah, and it's like me. they were still just kids trying to figure out the day and go to a nine to five job trying to put food on the table, just trying to figure this shit out day by day. Yeah. They weren't fucking gods of fucking parenting or anything like that. Right. And when you start to look at your parents as you get older as just other people that you hang out with that happen to be your parents, it changes the relationship a little bit. And it's so much more rewarding, in my opinion. Like, I have a better yeah. relationship with my parents than the last two years that I had my first 33. Yeah, no, like, I. I like I said, because I had like two individual parents, right? Yeah. Like, and like I said, my parents were great co-parents. But my dad is forty years older than I am. My mom is thirty-five years older yeah. than me. So I've only grown up with like old people. Yeah. Um. And when you get to experience like having a fifty-year-old dad as a ten-year-old, yeah. And you see like how he looks back because it cause, your perspective's different. Yeah. Because now you see the perspective of like, like the other day my dad and I were talking, and. You know, it kind of hit me a little bit harder than I thought it would, but he was just like, and this is like years, I guess it wasn't the other day, it was like years ago, but now we've talked about it so common, it's hard, it's it's, it's common for us now. Yeah. But years ago, I cried when he talked about it. He was like, you know, I'm kind of on like the latter end of my life. Yeah. Because uh, my dad had bladder cancer a few years ago, and he pulled through, but he was just like, you know, my, my mortality is starting to come through. Yeah. And my dad was a firefighter, he was a cowboy, he raced cars, you know, my dad was cool as shit. Yeah. So it, it's like, wow, like my superhero really can die, yeah. you know? And when you look at life from a perspective like that at 20, 24, yeah. 20, now 27. It makes you question your own morality a little bit. It, 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 that's one. Like I've never, you know, like every day I'm like scared. Like, oh shit, am I being yeah. a car? Mortality more, like, not morality, mortality. Like, like, <clears throat> it's all good, it's all good. Yeah. But it, it, it's more of just like for me, it makes me think of like what I want to do. Yes. You know, because I, when I talk to my dad and he tells me about things he wish he would have done different, I'm like, fuck. Like, you know, at 27, I think about what would I have done different. Like, I had, I got diagnosed with ADHD last summer and life changing. Can I ask, how did you start that process of getting diagnosed with that? Like, where did you go? Or like, because like uh, I've struggled with stuff like that. And I've been like, I'm going through my therapist and, you know, I'm like, I've d- I'm working with my depression, my anxiety, and stuff like that. But I know that there's something there that would help. Yeah, I, no. I, I just don't know how to start that process of getting that. No, that's diagnosed. a great question. I'm really happy you asked it. Um, man, we could do like three of these interviews. I really like talking to you. Thanks, man. I like uh, talking to you too. I'm sad to see you go for a bit because yeah. like I feel like so like again, I'm never the guy that's like, hey, I'm Jared Ralphiello. Nice to meet you at the club. Yeah. Even though I should be for a business standpoint, but I'm yeah. not that guy. Yeah, I could get to know a person a lot better if you come over to my couch and talk for a couple hours. For sure. And for then sure. I feel like you're a really good friend. Yeah. Because like I'm more down to earth here. 
For sure. One no, on one. I get you. Yeah. No. Like, uh, I'm gonna be real. I'm just an asshole. I don't talk to anybody. <laughs> like, I only talk to people I'm like, I fuck with. Yeah. Outside that, I'm like, no, nah, prove to me. I, it's bad to say. I kind of be like, you got to prove to me you're funny. Like, if you're yeah. not funny, it's hard for me to want to talk to you. Yeah. Because it's just like, and, and like some people I can encourage, you know, like I want to see like, yeah, like if you're a good spirit and you tried your best, I'm like, yeah. yeah. But if I know comedy's not for you, I'll be like, yeah, I don't want to like boost you up. You know, yeah. like this might like I feel so bad. There was a girl, there was a lady, I say girl, it's a lady, she was like adorable, bl- little five two blonde woman. Her dad came, he was a geriatric as fuck. Um, they came to the show and I shit you not, Jerry. It was at Hunt Club, and this is when it's indoors. I don't know if you've done Hunt Club indoors. Yes, it's different from it's outdoors, it's way different. Fucking wild, right? Yeah. And you know, there's I don't know if they still go, but there used to be a Wednesday crew that goes to Hunt Club every Wednesday and they just get drunk. They don't give a fuck about the show. Yeah. And thankfully, they were always nice to me. Like, they were always like, oh, Thunderwolf? Yeah, we're cool. Having a nickname has really been cool. Yeah. But this this lady did comedy and she was so quiet. And I was like, yo, I'm sitting at the back of the bar like, oh, yeah. it's not for her. Yeah. And I didn't want to go up there and be like, hey, good job because I don't want her. To... And it's not like she can't do it, but it's just like, it's not for everybody. Yeah. But to that all said, Fuck, I don't know how I spurred off it. It's cool. Um, but back to the ADHD, that's where your question was. So to That's answer, how you spurred off of it. Yeah. <laughs> you all see it in live time. Yeah. To answer your question about that, um, I worked at a school that had a lot of children on the spectrum. And at one point, like when I first started working there, I was like, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Like, yeah. What the fuck is, what the fuck is this? By my fourth year there, I had so many similarities that I was like, Huh, like, I saw myself in them more than I really expected. Yeah. And I was like, something's not. And I was like, am I on the spectrum? Like, at first I thought, like, I had autism. And so I went to my doctor, and we talked. And he asked me some questions, and I answered. And he was like, okay, what about this? And then he said, do you ever feel jittery and want to raise your hand and ask answer questions? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, I know a lot of shit. And uh, he's like, okay, what about, like, thought process? Do you always feel like you have a new thought process all the time? And I was like, yeah. yeah. He's like, okay, you're just like me. He's like, I have ADHD, and it sounds like you have the same thing. I was like, fuck out. You're describing me right now. Oh, yeah. No, and I'm telling you, like, it's one of those things, and I think it's definitely, like, you know, I I know they say, like, the left brain, right thing isn't a real thing, but I do believe there's, like, a creative brain and, like, a logical brain. Unless you're in Batman the Animated Series and Um, Scarecrow has you under hypnosis uh, uh, and you're reading the books and they're backwards. What's it called? Fear gas, right? Is that what it's called? Well, I'm just thinking, like, that was a deep cut. Like, that was a deep, 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 deep nerd. Like, one person, like, one of the 54 viewers that watches this episode... Is gonna be like, oh yeah, Batman anime series. Whenever he, fucking Scarecrow had him, oh no, it was uh, Mad Hatter. Mad Hatter had Bruce. Oh, that makes sense because like you know that's had, how Hatters get crazy is because of like the tanning. He had him in the machine. They were trying to re- reveal who Batman was or something like that, and mm-hmm. so they had him in this machine that was making him like have this like it was basically like a VR headset. Oh yeah, and his parents were still I alive. Do remember and he that. wasn't Batman. And then Batman had to figure it out, and he did like the reverse shit. And yes, I he do found out that, that when you're in, when you're dreaming, you can't read books because the print is, is like backwards. backwards. Yeah, I and do it's always that. in my mind like I'll know if I'm dreaming because the print's backwards. Like as a five year old, I was just like, I want to remember that. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that episode. Wow, that's fucking wild. But R.I.P. Kevin Conrad. Yeah. Um, but to to continue to make sure I answer your question, please say you have it. I have it lit up. Oh, that's baller. Like it lights up and it fucking. Has a whole display. Hell yeah! Like, I'm, yeah, Kevin Conroy's my man. Yeah, no, anyway. but to to sorry, we're we're squirreling everywhere. You're good. No, you see it in live action, yeah. like I said. No, but me he too. said that, and um, <laughs> it it just hit me different, and it took me a kind of like a, a a time to process. Like that's something my dad and I had talked about in therapy, because you know my dad is sixty eight. Yeah. So like my father, you know, over the years has come to understand mental health. Yeah. ADHD is now a new monster for him because I still, like, my father and I live together. Yeah. And so 
you know, it's little things like I'll leave something somewhere. I lose keys all the time. Like yeah. I lose keys like no fucking joke. And when I was a kid, my mom even made a little sign. Like she sewed a piece of paper on my shirt that said, make sure you bring your keys home. Yeah. And like, you know, it, it sounds abusive now, but it was just like my parents didn't know how to deal with that. Yeah. Because both of my parents are like very, very, like my mother was a flight attendant. My dad was a firefighter. My parents are very like technical. Both of my parents are extremely punctual. Yeah. Like my parents are like very old school. They don't lose. My mother the other day, like when I go, like I'm leaving for this trip, my mother pulled out a duffel bag from like the 80s. It was like, this is my first duffel bag. I'm like, how the fuck do you still have it? Like, yeah. how have you, you know how many backpacks I've lost? Yeah. I've lost three backpacks in my life. You think like, and these are like $90 backpacks I've spent money on. I'm like, where the fuck is that? You're like Peter in every Spider-Man game. Exactly. The collectibles are going to find those fucking lost backpacks. Yeah. Just losing <laughs> shit. Just losing shit. So that was one of the things. So like when uh, we went to therapy, uh, my therapist had talked about his son. And thankfully, my therapist was black, which helped. And like, he was middle aged. No, because seriously, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't mean to laugh at that, but it was just the way you said it made me like <laughs> chuckle. Yeah, no, you're good. Like, when I had a white therapist, me and my dad went and saw her, and he was like, you know, white people don't believe shit, or like yeah. white people always say shit. Yeah. So when you hear from a black therapist, and he's like, yeah, my son had ADHD, my wife has it. He's like, bro, I pick up shit after the two of them all the time. Yeah. And he's like, you know, the thing is, you'd be impressed by how intelligent they are, but then just be like. Why, why the fuck did you leave a sock yeah. on top of the refrigerator? Like, what yeah. the fuck? So, like, my dad lately has just been more patient about it. Uh, but I, I to, to, like to make sure I hope I, hopefully I answered your question. It's more of just like talking to a general doctor first. Yeah, that? like that's what I did. Yeah, I talked to my doctor, then talked to my therapist, and my therapist suggested me talking to a psychiatrist, start taking like some medication for it. Yeah. Because uh, he said it's like a night and day belief. But like yeah, and, but the thing I will tell you, like when you start going down this path, like I've, I'm I'm a year into this journey of like learning how to live with ADHD. Yeah. The the thing that hurts, and I'm and I, I I'm saying this not to scare you, but when my psych my therapist has said it, it hit me. You feel like you've lost a lot of time. Yeah. And you be amazed by like wow, like you know, like I said, I, I'm a smart cookie. I know yeah. I'm smart. I always tell people I'm smooth brain, which sometimes I really am. Um, but like if I would have known. That I wasn't lazy in high school. I just wasn't focused. You know, man, I would have gone to college. I would have finished through college. Like, my, my life would be so drastically different. It would have been what I probably would have wanted it to be. That, yeah. But it's not like I'm disappointed where it is, though. Yeah. You know, so I will say, like, you will feel, and, and like I said, at 27, the gap I have is like the last, like, 15 years for sure. Yeah. So I, I pray that you get through that process and like you I can, think I'm already on that journey, not to interrupt. It's yeah, just no, more like it. since therapy and stuff like that, like maybe I'm in the right spot to do, actually do that because like I do feel that already from like just me coming out and like by and like dealing past my suicides and my like basically just living my life story and like when we talked about like the comedy, like how like some people don't want rape jokes or want like the sexual assault jokes, like I get that, but there's a way that like some of that's my story and I just have to tell it sometimes. Yeah, no. And I'm doing it in like in a way that's smart or, you know, intelligent kind of way. Sure. Um that's also where I have the rules of like when you tell me not to do this certain type of joke. I'm like, well, that's kind of part of me. You know what I mean? Like sometimes yeah. it's, like, it's hard for me not to cut that part up, but I can do it intelligently. Right. But also, it's just like I also believe there's a difference between like a survivor telling that joke yes. versus like you know. Well, I just think hands down, if you just want to be general about comedy, I think most audiences can tell intent. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and they can tell a tone oh, yeah. of voice. Yeah, that's true. And if you come in there with intent, tone of voice, and they know you're not being you're punching down, being a jackass. Yeah. They're going to laugh. Right. And I think for anybody to have rules and, and kind of paint the audience as dumb beforehand is kind of demeaning to the audience. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, 
I don't know. We're all adults. Right. Yeah. No. Like, um, like I said, I'm all good for like. Yeah. I, I don't believe like we censor what type of just yeah. like just try not to. Play. Yeah. Like, don't make it your thing. You but know? again, it's, but it's you're fine. Like you're yeah. not that person. But again, it's like you know, know your audience too. Like if I go to sign up for the Looney Bin and it's clean, I know what I'm getting into. Mm-hmm. I signed up for. I'm gonna abide by those rules. Yeah. Like, don't be a jackass oh, or an asshole. Dude, you know it what I mean? Me when people come to Starlight, and I'm like, Brett and Laura both tell you yeah. the rules of Starlight. Yeah. Before you start, and. You know, I am respectful of comedians. Like, if it's your time, like, I don't know if yeah. you know this. I genuinely, like, will, like, I will cuss out hecklers. Yeah. Sometimes. Yes. Only if it's, like, that annoying to me. But I also yeah. believe it's part of the comedian's job yeah. to be able to hold the show. You know, like, one time at Cellar Dweller, somebody was heckling, I think, like, during Missy's set. And, uh, no, it wasn't Missy. It was somebody else. And I was like, yo, we trying to watch these fucking jokes. Yeah. You know, shit like that. So I'm cool to, like, sometimes. It, yeah. Very, very rare. But um yeah, because a lot of comedians, and that was the biggest thing for a lot of uh, maybe it's just me because of the the public speaking background and yours too. Like we mm-hmm. talked about, there's so many people in the scene that are just either new or just don't know how to control the room. Yeah, they don't. They give up the control of the and mic. If you and can't control the room, bro, I'm not. It's not my job to help you. No, in the audience. but like like you, if you roast me, if I see you. I'm not going to trip about it because, yeah. like, we're homies. Yeah. But if I don't know you and you roast on me, bro, you're yeah. hostile. Like, yeah. I'm about to be mean as fuck to you. And my thing is, like, again, when I come from, like, a uh, when I want to roast or I want to, like, crowd work people, I'm doing it intelligently. So where if I don't know you particularly, mm-hmm. if I am going to, for some reason, do a joke about Thunderwolf, I'm at least going to make it intelligent or something like that to where you're going to be like, okay, that was at least clever. That was clever, yeah. And then I might earn some respect from you. But I'm not going to be like, hey, Thunderwolf, I'm going to just start just, just doing random shit and yeah. just try to bash you or something like that. Because, like... I'm kind of disappointed no one's made, like, a pun out of my name yet. Like, no one's been like, yo, Fatter Wolf or some shit like that. Like, I'm kind of upset. I haven't heard <laughs> haven't heard any good ones yet. I'm kind of upset. Thunder Loser, something. Like, oh, I'm just, like, I'm horny for it. So if you want to roast me, like, please come up with something wrong, like the name variations. Like, I'm so excited. At the same time, uh, it also is me giving you the joke yeah, about I know. how to roast me. I know. <laughs> Only I can roast myself. <laughs> uh, but no, no, I know anybody can roast me. Spady used to roast me in high school. Uh. It's all good. Um, but no, like as far as I just like, thought you were a fan of Thor. I'm dead. No, uh, I told this story. Loving Thunderwolf. Uh, the way I came up with the name Thunderwolf was listening to Young Thug in high school, and he would say Thugger Thugger Baby, and I thought he was saying Thunder Thunder Baby, and so I was like, oh shit, that's cool. Because at the time I tried to rap. I thought it was names. a reference to like being part native or something like that or anything like no, that. No, no, it's close. It, it, so originally the name was Apache Thunderwolf. And Apache was because that's the street my uncle and dad, like my family okay. grew up on. And my uncle's nickname when he rodeo was the Apache Kid. So I was like, oh, that's baller as fuck. So yeah. I used to call myself Apache Thunderwolf. Um, but then I was like, you know, it's it's too much to explain the Apache thing. Yeah. And people are like, oh, so are you Apache? I'm like, no. Like, I do know Indanti Bacho means like Thunderwolf in, in Apache language. And that's about as much Apache as I know. Yeah. Um, but I was like, all right, we'll drop that because I don't want to explain your, is, the Is your brother named Lightning Coyote? No, that's a good one. See, I always go with Lightning Dog, Lightning Coyote. That's a good one. Or Firefox. Those are always like the easiest. Firefox. Ones yeah. But that's like, you know, the website. So yeah, like, yeah, you're going to get attacked by Chrome. Creative, right. I'm um, dead. Um, no, Lightning Coyote. That's a good one. Did you one. find Firefox on a Safari? <laughs> that's a good one. What's another one? No, I was uh, uh, out exploring. Oh, did you ask Jeeves? Oh, Jeeves. That's a good oh. one. I have to bing that for later. Uh, uh, so Nobody uses bing. You're full of shit. <laughs> But, uh, Bill Gates doesn't even is, use Bing. Is, is, is Jeeves still up? No. Oh, okay. uh, I, I think, think it's like so. ask.com. I think it'll like reroute to Yahoo or something. Oh, no shit. Okay. Like out of all of those, nobody said Yahoo. Yeah. Nobody yeah, fucking fucks with Yahoo. Yahoo. What a, what a, what a, what a Logan. But um, to finish answering your question about the name, um, 
Yeah, so I'm listening to Young Thug, and I would go by Apache Thunderwolf. And I told the story like a few weeks ago to show. Because uh, this dude had asked me. Yeah, it's more amazing no, to me No, I just how... thought of Thunderwolf, and my mind immediately went to Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I was like, what could be pun for Thunder on the Rainforest Cafe? That's hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. It That's works as a funny. fat joke. It works as a fat joke. <laughs> we love a good two for one. Uh, we love a good two for one. Come on, fist bump that. Rainforest yeah, yeah. Cafe. Bam. Rainforest Cafe. Love Wonder it. Twin Powers activate. Form of obesity. <laughs> form. Ah, I was gonna do like the action. What is a form of a bucket of water? <laughs> um, but no, like that's, like, that's the gayest thing you ever said. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, you should have seen me in my high school days on the debate team. I used to, yeah, we used to sit in each other's laps and everything. I still call it. Like I said, I still call my homeboys cutie puzz. I'm like, What's up, you? I wasn't up, on. Dude? I wasn't on the debate team. I was in the uh, the academic team. Word, okay. Um, you know, Almost like the quiz, similar. like the Jeopardy kind of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did you ever watch King of the Hill back in the day? Yeah, that's when they did the, they had, no, they, they had the academic team one, they had like a, a quiz bowl kind of episode when Bobby was there because he would like do all the pop culture stuff. Right, that's right. That was me. Yeah, because the, the, the kids were mean as fuck. Yeah. yeah. So like, I was in like the gifted and talented growing up all the way oh, to like. You have someone at your house. Oh, one second. Cool. This is a fun podcast. People just showing up, leaving. Is this common? Oh. Well, while Jerry's not here. Yeah. Talk some more, so that way y'all can just have a little insight about me. Um, still want to j- steal shit from Jared's um, office. It's really fucking cool. Has these cool Megazords and shit. Um, really fuck with, like, half these Power Rangers. Yeah, really like with these Power Rangers. Really got some cool tra- Transformer shit. Really, like, like Rob his shit. He also has, like, the 80s Black Falcon and Captain Falcon. That's fucking cool. Get to see the... Yeah. Oh, he's telling somebody about me. Cool, cool. All right, I'll be quiet. This episode of Unloading Me is not brought to you by your favorite local dispensary who could be sponsoring this episode. Hey, local dispensaries, I love this bong. This cartridge and pen. Ooh. This new cartridge I haven't opened yet. What's that? What? This ad's for non-smoking? They don't want drug use in this ad? Oh. What was I saying? I'm high as fuck. Is that thing on? Um, as far as like but to 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 quickly wrap up the story about Thunderwolf. Yeah. Um, like I said, I heard Thugger Thugger Baby, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll go with that. Like yeah. Thunder Thunder. And then I realized he wasn't saying Thunder. And then I was like, yo, okay, well, we'll just stick with Thunder. So I started going by Apache Thunder. Yeah. And I was like, nah, there's something. Because I saw missing. that on like Facebook. That's what your handle, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. Apache Thunder? Uh, uh, Instagram. My Instagram, Instagram handle is Apache Thunderwolf uh, underscore 18. That's where I and, thought uh, it was a native of reference. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. And the only reason I haven't changed is because like I came up with it, like I said, my junior year of high school. Yeah. And I shit you not, you would have thought, you would have thought I like fuck the baddest teacher in school. Like, <laughs> Everybody gave me fist bumps. Even teachers yeah. were like, yo, what's your Instagram? Like, Because like, other kids are talking about it. And my teacher's like, what's the name? And I'm like, Apache Thunderwolf. Yeah. And they're like, damn, that's cool as fuck. Yeah. And so it just became like, I, I was, like that's like the weirdest moment of popularity. And it's so funny now because like, you know, I'm so used to being Thunderwolf, but I'm also Chaz, you yeah. know? And so when I go around and people are like, Thunderwolf! And I'm like, yo, what's yeah. up? <laughs> what's good? You know, my students, my students yeah. will call me Thunderwolf. And I'm like, no, it's, it's either Chaz or Mr. Stevens, bro. Like, one of the two. So what and, would you, like, personally want me to call you as now that we're homies? Or just Chaz? It's either one, honestly. Okay. Like, in, in all seriousness, like, I, I don't, I'm not one of those people who's like, 
the only name I get upset is someone calls me my first legal name. I'll tell you that after the show. Yeah. Um, Biddington? No. Oh. No. Chester? No. Here. Uh, it's Sebastian. We knew it was Sebastian. Oh, I'm cool with Sebastian. Sebastian's a cool name. Uh, no, you won't guess it. It's, 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 not a, it's not like a very like odd name or anything. It's just like old. Uh, plus, I share a name with my dad and my grandfather. Remington Steele. Close. That's actually really close. It's I'll just say it. it's Oh. Yeah. It's close. Yeah. Full name is It's very regal. Apparently. Well, mine's Wow. Yeah. Where does the Ralphie come from? So, uh, is it bad to say I thought you <laughs> went by Ralphie just because like you were fat? No. Okay. So, growing up, I looked like the kid from A Christmas Story. Okay. Um, I I, and I also had blonde hair and I combed it over and I had glasses. The glasses. Yeah, yeah. So, like, everybody called me Ralphie growing up. Always. And I never even saw the movie until I was like in high school. Huh, and I've I was just like, because like, it was more like a, a resentment thing. Kind of like Everybody called me Ralphie, and I was like, fuck you guys. And yeah. they did like a joke kind of thing. So I hated the name Ralphie until like I got in like high school or college years, and I kind of just accepted it. Like It's a nickname. It just stuck. For sure. So even my first Twitter handle was Jared or Ralphie, because I was like kind of split personality. Because half my friends knew me as Jared, half the people knew me as Ralphie. Right. And still to this day, if you go to Bartlesville or Dewey, people will be like, hey, what's up, Ralphie? They just know me as that. How come you don't choose that as your like? So name? when I was trying to think of this business, stuff like that, like, I guess I, you would be like Ralphie May would probably... Yeah, that so makes sense. That when makes I sense. do this business, like the unloading meat thing or anything like that, I spent time looking for names and stuff like that because I want to, you know, I'm uh, a planner. Yeah. Like I want to do big picture stuff. So like my thoughts are if I ever got on a fucking set or anything like that, if I ever joined SAG or anything like that, I'd have a name that's not taken. And there's already mm. a Jared Allen. Yeah. Who's a football player and an actor. There's an actor named Jared Allen. Mm. And Ralphie May. Yeah. So I would have to change my name if I used either of those names. Right. So that all formed into the Jared Ralphie Allen. To where mm-hmm. it made a brand kind of thing for this, and it just kind of merged everything together and fit. All right, unloading meat. That's the other one I was curious okay. about. Okay. Uh, again, this will be all we cut. I tell people in secret. Okay. No, I was going to say, like, yeah, when I first saw it, like, on Instagram, like, saw the page, I was like, huh, it's a barbecue podcast. Yeah. But then I kept seeing comedians. I was like, mm. And then when I saw you, I was like, oh, I put the two and two together, yeah. how they were connected. I was like, oh, word. That's why I have the ham hock in there. Just another thing. They're like, like what the fuck? I got like, beef with that. <laughs> that was one of my nicknames as a kid. Hamhawk? One of my dad's cowboy buddies used to call me as a kid. I was a little pork kid. Uh-huh. A little fatty. He called me Hamhawk. Oh. Uh, it's cool. I'm just a big fan of pork steaks. Oh, that's fair. That's funny. Uh, for Christmas, the lady who grooms dogs, her and her husband brought us one of those like, smoked hams, you know? Yeah. It's like salted and cured and yeah. shit. You just cut it off and fry it. Yeah, my dad's. God bless my father. He gave it to a friend to smoke it. And I was like, it's already cooked. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you smoking it for? Yeah. And then that dude was like, oh, it smells bad. We should throw it away. And then he, like, gave it to his dogs. Oh. And, bro, I can't tell you, like, to this day, how upset I was. Like, to this day, I still be like, mm, my dad's going to a home. Yeah. Like, God. Yeah, no, that ham would have been the coolest fucking thing to have. I love ham, man. Yeah, man. My my aunt once told me if I didn't eat five pieces of ham, I'd get a whooping. Because I put five on my plate. She's like, yeah. you better eat all five pieces. I mean, yeah. they were big See, slices. and, like, not that I'm blaming my parents, but I grew up with, like, you better clean your plate. Like, whatever you put mm-hmm. on your plate, you better finish it. And so, oh, like, man. obviously. Yeah. No, it's amazing. Like, I, I saw a tweet about that the other day that was like, um, why do we teach our kids that? Yeah. And I'm like, yo, it makes no, it makes no fucking sense. It Dude. makes no fucking sense. Okay, so maybe this is my anxiety or anything like that, but, like, or maybe it's just, like, I am grew, grew up poor for a while or anything like that. I have this obsession of, like, not wasting food. Yeah, no, it makes like, sense. Like, hardcore will have anxiety about it. Like, so to the point of, like, this is, sounds so bad, parenting or like that, but, like, when my kids get, like, a kid's meal and they don't eat, like, the, all the thing, they just wanted the toy, I'm like, you just wasted, like, five bucks of my money for the toy. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, do you? Oh, that's funny. It's even doing this. Uh, you can't hear it? Uh-huh. It's doing this fancy Yeah, I hear it, yeah. Oh, you hear it? Yeah. Like, you know, 
The crazy thing about like when my parents had to like switch me, trade me off, yeah, took me to Borders. Really? Yeah. Drop me off at Borders. Got picked up by the other parent. Well, they didn't drop me off. They wait till the other parent get there. You know? Now there's no more Borders or anything like that. Yeah, no. You know the funny thing is there's a Kanye West lyric. Shit, you not. Oh, you uh, can't hear it. Yeah. The the Kanye West lyric is like, uh, we met it. It was talking about like divorce and dropping off kids. And he's like, we met at Borders. And I was like, yo, what the fuck, yeah. bro? Like, that's me. Like, yeah. he's he, he, the song is about like having a divorce and like taking your kids back and forth. I was like, how the fuck is that? Like, how, is that like a thing I just didn't know? All divorced kids got picked up at the fucking borders. Like, <laughs> this well, border that that would have kept borders open if they would have just marketed themselves as the perfect place for yeah. divorced kid drop off. Yeah, fuck Fye. Yeah, fuck yeah, fuck <laughs> Fye. Uh, God, that's not I, even open. I, I can say it? that uh, Kanye helped me influence my daughter's name. What? No, the other other one. My oldest one's oh. name is. Yeah, and like we call her because she named her Alexis. Yeah, or, yeah. Uh, yeah. She, she couldn't, couldn't afford a car, so she named her daughter Alexis. Alexis. Yeah. So I'm like, whenever we were shortening it to, like some grandparents were like, "Oh, we can call her Alexis." I'm like, fuck you won't. <laughs> I was like, fuck you I'm won't. I'm crying. That's funny as fuck. That's a deep cut track. To yeah. Like have. Yeah, that's funny. She couldn't afford a car, so her daughter. Like, yeah. And then she used to. I don't know if it's in the. I don't think it's on the CD version, but in the original song, it's like. And a fat friend, her nickname was Minivan. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Is that in the original, in the in the CD? I don't know if it's on the CD. Like, I don't know how deep of a Kanye yeah. fan you are, which I understand is controversial now. I mean, I uh, grew up with Kanye, like, you know, graduation, yeah, late registration. Like, you know, those yeah. were my soundtracks. That was the only CD my mom would let me play. Really? Uh, was late registration. Because, like, when we were, my mom didn't let me listen to rap for a yeah. long time as a kid. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until I got to, like, middle school. Because then I meet other kids, you know. That was, my mom was the same way. Yeah, so, like, uh, late registration, we had the bootleg CD. And we used to like take long drives. Like my mom's from Chicago. Yeah. So we used to drive to Chicago. Then we had like cousins in Indiana. So we like make these long drives, go to Texas sometimes. And on the car ride, it'd be my mom's music. And then I got one one CD. Yeah. So it's funny. It went from like Pokemon 2000, <laughs> listening to the power of one for like 10 minutes, like straight. Yeah. Or we listened to Late Registration. Yeah. So Late Registration was like the first rap album. Was it Late Registration or Graduation that had the Adam Levine song? Levine song like, uh, it was Late Registration. Yeah. yeah. So it's the opening track. Yeah. Well, first is the sketch. Yeah. With Bernie Mac, right? Uh, no, it's uh, Avion, not Avion Crockett. It's uh, D. Ray Davis. Oh, okay. Yeah, D. Ray Davis uh, does the, the sketch. The Wake Up, Mr. West. Yeah, Wake yeah. Up, Mr. West. Yeah. Mr. West, Mr. West, Mr. West. Yeah, because you said you listen to, yeah, if you listen to Late Registration, Late Registration is my favorite album. Yeah. Uh, but... College dropout. College like, dropout. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he does. It's a, it's a secret. I wish he would have yeah. kept it on in graduation. Yeah. But it would have been so cool to have D Ray on graduation yeah. too, uh, just to finish out the trilogy with the bear. Yeah. With the oh yeah, especially with the bear. Exactly. Yeah. Especially with the bear. Yeah. I was I was yeah. Kanye. I, I I know the anti-Semitic stuff. Did, was there, did like, you ever yeah. go to Kanye? Uh, did you ever go to university.com? Uh-uh. Oh yeah, it used to be his like blog site. And really? I used to go like in seventh grade. I used to be on university. Really? Had, like, little games, and it was before he had dropped. Uh, 808 to the heartbreak. Oh, okay. So yeah, go to university, and it was you know university. I think that's you know. the album where people fucked like officially first were like, "What the fuck, Kanye?" And like some people loved it, some people hated it. Yeah, no, and like for me, I was in yeah, I was in seventh grade when late registration it dropped because Heartless had came out. Yeah, and for me personally, I fucking loved it. Like I was like, "This is cool yeah. as shit." Um, you know, he reinvented art. himself. He was yeah. trying to do new shit. And I think the other thing too is like his mom had just died. Yeah, so it was like a very emotional album. And yeah. I think like when uh. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy came out. Oh, yeah. Talk about a fucking reset. Oh, man. Yeah, that shit with Chris Rock. 
It's oh, fucking yeah. hilarious. Who, who taught you how to wear Jimmy shoes? <laughs> I ain't never been to this part of Pussy Town before. <laughs> that is the best. I've been to part of Pussy Town. I ain't never seen. I didn't even know this was in Pussy Town. That is the funniest fucking bit. Who taught you that? Yeezy taught, taught me. me. <laughs> that is the funniest shit. Who told you I did? Yeezy taught, taught me. <laughs> yeah, my homeboy. That was his Twitter handle for everyone. Zemi taught me. That's never been before. <laughs> I never been to this part of Pussy Town before. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. No, I love like yeah. That's you know they don't put skits on albums. No, anymore. not a whole bunch. I miss um, like I miss stand up albums that had skits and stuff like 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 you know back in the day like Norm Macdonald had an entire album that's just like it's basically SNL skits but they're fucking just audio. Hell yeah. No, that's funny as shit. I, you know. It's, it's odd to say, look, I really don't like, I watch stand-up, yeah. but I don't really watch a lot of stand-up. So my thing now, and maybe it's just because I'm so, like, you know, I'm like I said, I'm trying to push really for my stand-up and my podcasting stuff this year and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but I really am scared of, like, overhearing a joke or something like that on another person's podcast or something like that and, like, just hearing it and then, like, you remember Start it. telling it, yeah. Yeah, because, like, like, that's going to happen. You're, like, you're gonna be, you got to be kind of, you know cognizant of that shit and mm-hmm. sometimes and like my more thing is like when i watch stand-up or podcasts i'm the kind of guy that's like taking notes on like presentation or like stage presence or how they move yeah yeah we're um oh shit yeah i actually do have yeah. to go well my, we can wrap it up yeah my, my dad locked himself out the house oh shit at well, 417 so he yeah right on ah right on time yeah let me give him a call okay um but yeah no t- t- i do want to wrap this up on yeah. a better or a more clean note yeah uh I, w- I would like to say if i can wrap it up like this the trajectory that I think this show has is definitely like far ahead than I think you expect it to be. I think this show is going to be really, th- this is a very relaxed show. Um, it's very chill. Like I was like, oh, I'm excited to like answer a fuckload of questions, which I do like enjoy answering yeah. questions, which you ask some good questions. Thanks, man. Um, no, like I-, I truly have enjoyed my time being here. Granted, I was like, fuck, I got to drive to Bartlesville. Yeah. Which, no shame in that. Like, honestly, I, at first I thought Bartlesville was like Sepulpa or some yeah. shit. Like, I was not expecting it to be this nice when well, I got here. I will say that is the only thing that has gotten me some ego about it is throughout season one, I didn't tell people I was in Bartlesville, mostly because I was like, trying to like be cognizant of my kids' safety and stuff like that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, and this, I'm not going to say names, but I had people cancel because they got booked and the day of they figured out it was in Bartlesville. I'm like, oh, I'm not driving that far. Yeah, and so I was like, "Fuck!" I'm just trying to say it's a Tulsa podcast for a while because that'll at least get people booked. For sure. See, and I live in Turley, so like, yeah, it, it's 40 minutes from me, but I don't live like I live like five minutes off of 75. Well, what I was getting at is, without any ego, Josh Wolf drove from Tulsa to fucking here, came down here for an hour, had a kick ass time, Hell and yeah. fucking even labeled his fucking podcast episode from Bartlesville. Oh yeah. And after that, I'm like, "Fuck!" Anybody can drive. Yeah. Because yeah. well, my thought is, now you guys get a taste of what I do three times a week to go to these fucking open mics. Yeah. Well, shit, like, Lynn K. Yeah. Lynn K's a fucking boss. You know yeah. he lives in OKC? Yes. Like, yeah, bro. Like, and that's that's why I say, like, I commend. That's that's why it's, it's hard for me to always say, like, oh, I'm a comedian. Yeah. You know? Because I, I don't put in the amount of effort as a lot of you do. Like, well, a lot of you, like, you know, like. Um, you're an you, entertainer, though. Yeah, like, I, I'm cool with that. Like, I always tell people, like, I'm an artist. Yeah. Like, that's how I like to describe myself as an artist. To so give me, like, some more, like, space. Yeah. But I feel like with comedians who, like, Tim really Burton, motherfucker. This, thank you. <laughs> people who, I'm like, artist. commit to this. Um, like this, or like who people who do music full yeah. time, like uh, th- that shit's impressive to me. Like you know, I-, I think someone who's able to dedicate themselves to a specific craft, yeah, that hardcore, and put the investment and the time deserves like the appraise. You well, know? Uh, and again, I know we have to wrap this up, but what I'll get at is there's been some people who are like, oh, you need to have so and so on this show because they've been in the, the scene longer. You shouldn't have this new comedian on here because like you have to get this person the spot because they've been in the comedy for five years. And my thoughts are, I go by effort. 
I go by potential and I go by people that want to fuck with me. And some of those people that were in the scene for five, six years, they still haven't reached out. So fuck them. Yeah. And like, you know, no hard feelings, but like it's a two way street. Like I'll re- I'll do a handshake and try to meet people. Like, you know, you, you yeah. were in the scene for a while. Zach Amen, you know, people like that, like have really embraced and try to like, hey, n- nice to meet you and stuff like that. And you did good tonight. For sure. That shit matters to new people. And when I'll see people like trash or somebody like that, that's like putting in a lot of fucking effort, but they're still trying to find their voice. And there's some people that dismiss the shit out of them just because of what their concept is. I would like to end on this. Yeah. Trash is like the funniest fucking person to be. Dude. Okay. Let me say like this. And this might be where we might have to cut some things. I don't laugh at trash like joke for joke. Yeah. But I laugh at trash because I think I, I truly see trash as as adult swim in human form. Oh yeah, and I say that nicely. Like, yeah. I'm not saying that to be mean. Yeah, the amount of chaos that trash has, it's it's its own fucking art form. He's my and season. I know, yeah, I know he rubs some feathers. Like yeah. I get it. I truly get it. But trash is so fucking unique. Yeah, I can I can write a show about trash. Yeah, trash is like the most unique fucking comedian I have ever met and, and that's coming from and i'm not saying like i'm like the most unique yeah. but that's coming from me and i'm like fuck like that shit's like wow well, he, he, and, and the thing is you would think he's this like mcgruff like kind of yeah. asshole the sweetest fucking person yeah. oh he's so fucking nice bro and like i i i'm and i'm not saying this like again not to be mean or anything like that i am out of like most of the comedians and Tulsa, like some of them, I know, like I know they'll be fine. Yeah. Like, there's there's a good, there's some great comedians in Tulsa yeah. who I'm like, yo, they're gonna go somewhere with this. I yeah. can see it. Trash, who I'm not saying this, like I don't think he won't or will. I'm just excited to see his path. Yeah. However it goes. Yeah. Like I think tra- Trash is tapped into something. I want to say almost primal. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like watching him, and I'm like, and you know why I really like watching Trash the most? I like watching people watch Trash. Yeah. And I think that's what always gets me. Well, like the first, literally the first night I went out to the open mic with Roscoe and Roscoe took me out to the colony afterwards, I met Trash. And I didn't know anybody. I was hanging out with Patrick from Session Lines because he was at a table. He's like, hey, come sit by me. Uh And I asked Patrick, hey, can you film my set for me with my phone? He goes, sure. Well, Trash had this little like contraption, like a phone thing and he was recording. I didn't know Trash. And Patrick goes, hey, why don't you ask him to borrow that stand? And I was like, well, I don't know him. I don't want to ask him a favor. He goes, well, I'll ask. So he went up to Trash. He goes, hey, this guy wants to record a set. Would you mind letting him borrow that? And he goes, yeah, go ahead. Everybody needs to record their set. Yeah. So he just let me borrow his tripod. And I did my set. And then I was like, man, that was really nice of you. And then I was like, man, I want to pay it forward. And I was like, hey, do you need a ride afterwards? He goes, yeah, I'm homeless. And I was like, okay, well, do you want to ride home? Or uh, he's like, I don't have a car. I was like, do you want to ride home? He goes, yeah. And so I gave him a ride, and like that ten minute conversation back afterwards made, made us friends. Yeah, and it was like because he was so nice to me, a stranger, I wanted to pay it forward, and that forged a friendship. And like I'll always remember that because like I was told by people like don't fuck with trash, he pulls his dick out, or don't do this, trash is a weird guy. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, out of everybody in the club, a complete stranger, he let me borrow his fucking. Uh, stand and let me record my shit and has always been a gentleman giving people weed giving people whatever they need yeah he's always there to help people like why would i not want to fuck with this guy no like dennis like and you know i I feel bad and i say this not to be mean and i'm not saying this like it it, like to hurt trash or anything i hate that there's not really a market for trash in tulsa yeah like i I think trash is onto something that i think is such a specific niche yeah that it has to have its own crowd for it to be like like if he had like the cult following who I think he could build. Yeah. I think trash would like kick our ass at shows, yeah, bro. I think like, so too. Like <laughs> his niche is so fucking specific. Well, my thing is like, and I told him the news, cause like there was times where he got down. He's like, man, I see people like you and stuff like that. that got like got booked and I'm still not getting booked. And we started around the same time. Like, well, you're not doing a stand up comedian, like traditional role. Yeah. I was like, you can't compare it to me or anybody else. Like Steven Cryer or anybody that started around the right. same time. 
You're doing something completely different. You're doing some Andy Kaufman shit. You can't compare the timelines the same. Yeah, no. Like, you're doing something completely different. You're going to have your own timeline, your own pace. You do your own thing. And, like, I think that's starting to click for him because, like, I watched his last five minutes at Tulsa Comedy Club and even Roscoe. Roscoe hadn't seen him in, like, three months. Uh-huh. He was like, you look like a completely different comedian. Like He's been changing. He's like, been, he's getting been better. Like, yeah. yeah, he's been growing. Uh, and I think, but see, that's what I hate, but I also enjoy. I enjoy that he can do both things. Yeah. He can do like the crazy puppet shit, yeah. but he can also do like stand-up jokes. Yeah. I hate that he can't do what he wants to do. Yes. But like, if he heard this, I wouldn't trip. My, my only advice to Trash, like, I really don't want him to stop what he's doing. Yeah. I think if Trash, like I said, it, it, there's joy. And there's trash, and yeah. I think trash has the bad reputation. I think could fix it. Yeah, I think so too. I think troll. I think he needs to go around and be like, "Hey, I'm I play trash or something like that." Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, present it more as a character when I'm on stage, kind of like that. Like and for me, it was kind of confusing because, like, I know, like, I know, I go by the stage name of Thunderwolf. Yeah, but I've never really looked at Thunderwolf as a character. Yeah. Um, whereas trash is a character. Yeah. I think he can like disassociate from that character versus like I can't disassociate from Thunderwolf. Yeah. Because it's like it's just me going by a name. So my, for me personally, like, you know, I told you my real name. Right. When I'm on stage, I'm Jared Ralphie Allen. I'm, a sta- I'm you know, the comedian, yeah. the podcaster. My thing is always and again, this is just my personal philosophy. I'm really trying to take stand up like, like an independent wrestler or a wrestling pro wrestler would. Mm-hmm. And the best pro wrestlers are the per- people that take their regular person and they just turn it up to 11. That's always yep. been the phrase. You turn your fucking personality to 11 and that's your wrestling character. And I would argue, like, I think that's how Thunderwolf kind of is. Like, I think exactly is right. Like extremer chess. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys, we're back with the one and only Thunderwolf. And Thunderwolf, before we say goodbye, where can everybody find you at, man? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Apache underscore Thunderwolf. It's tricky because the wolf does not have an L in it. Okay. Uh, then underscore 18. Um, but yeah, follow if you follow the podcast on Instagram, uh, when you tag me in posts, like, yeah. that would be the easiest way to probably find me because my name is super hard to find. Uh, I don't really give out my Facebook too much. Like, if I add you on Facebook, it's going to actually... And this is not to be mean to, like, yeah. the 30 fin- friend requests I have from comedians. I promise it's not because I'm trying to be a dick. It's just I just don't add everyone on Facebook because I yeah. see Facebook is a little bit more intimate. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, that would be the best place. I don't have a. I'm an odd comedian. I'm a hermit comedian. Uh, but if you would like to kind of like support Thunderwolf, support Red Gothic. We just started our Instagram. It's Red underscore Gothic underscore. Uh, follow that. We're gonna start posting some memes over the summer. Nice. And then uh, the plan is for us to turn into a sketch comedy writing group. Nice. Uh, at the end of the summer when I get back from out of town. Nice, man. So, well, yeah. congratulations on that. I hope you have a great trip out of town. Thank and the, you. I, I, it's been a nice talk with you, man. Yeah. It has been a hell of an experience. I think, honestly, it's a great start of a great friendship. For sure. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much yeah, for coming or, on. Yeah, Thunderwolf. Yeah, either one. Yeah, <laughs> Thunderwolf is spelled without an L. We don't there we believe go. carrying L's in our name. Thanks well, dude, me. this has been Unloading Meat. I'm Jared Ralphie Allen. That's Thunderwolf. Peace, guys. <laughs>